G'day and welcome to On The Esky, a sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport, drink a few squee squee moi moys and dribble on about the big stories that uh, unfolded in the wide world of sport this week. Uh, in today's show, we have the IPL, uh, Gujarat Titans win the IPL in their first season. Uh, we'll announce an On The Esky team of the tournament, plus England playing New Zealand uh, in a, an interesting matchup, first uh, time coach Brendan McCullum and first-time England skipper Ben Stokes playing against uh, the country that they're from, New Zealand. <laughs> Fixtures released in the Aussie summer of cricket. We've pretty much got non-stop cricket now internationally until uh, about February. Uh, that's, that's a bit of fun there. Not the weeks fun. that were in the NRL and the AFL, a lot of buys, but obviously uh, state of origin uh, only three days away. NBA finals, Celtics, Warriors, international mm-hmm. soccer. Uh, Socceroos uh, face their biggest matchup uh, in quite some time. Do or die for them. Plus a big final round, hot off the press, uh, just uh, witnessed uh, one of the biggest fights in Australian boxing history. Unfortunately, George Cambosis, uh, for us Aussie fans, goes down to Devin Haney, will recap the fight. Uh, plus UFC fight night and a big UFC 275 upcoming F1, tennis, golf, it's all fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> if that's too many sports for you, check out the timestamps. You can skip the sports that you like or just watch the whole damn thing, uh, subscriptions, etc., etc. On my right, yeah. I have Monkey Magic. Monks, uh, we'd like to shout a beer here on the SQ to kick off the show. Who are you yeah. shouting a beer? How are you going? Going well. Um, yeah, so this week I'm going to shout a beer to Marcus Ericsson. Um, we talked a little bit about the Indy 500 last week mm-hmm. and the crush that Colton Herder had. Uh, and yeah, Marcus Ericsson uh, won the Indy 500 last week. Um, yeah, not too much more to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> For, former F1 driver. Yep. Um, he moved across to IndyCar a couple of years ago. Um, has had varying success, has had a couple of first place over the years. Um, but yeah, Indy 500, probably one of the more synonymous races with um, IndyCar over in America. Is um, it the biggest event in their racing calendar? Uh, we'll be close to it. It's at Indianapolis, which is why well, it's called yeah. Indy. Sure. Uh, but it's, Go Colts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is definitely one of their, their biggest um, races in, in that yep. uh, format. I suppose it is a little bit different to NASCAR series as well. So sure. Um, yep. IndyCar's kind of, yeah, the open cockpit racing, mm-hmm. um, whereas IndyCar's more like our V8 sort of racing um, mm-hmm. over there. Very good. Marcus yeah. Erickson, if you haven't already had a couple. Enjoy one more. That's it. Uh, and on my left, I've got Sean o. How are you? Who very good, very are good. you shouting a beer this week? Uh, I'm going to shout out Jared Croker from the Canberra Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, news came through during the week after we mentioned his dislocations of the shoulders. He's going to need a shoulder reconstruction, uh, which I think's got a uh, six months, uh, if not longer, time frame on it. Yep. Um, so mm-hmm. that means, of course, his season this year will be done. Um, and the way the camera back one's kind of going and with the recurring uh, shoulder injuries, not great for a rugby league player. That potentially could be his career as well, mm-hmm. um, getting on in years uh, um, as well for him, so uh, I think it's worth a beer, worth a beer for his service uh, to to the Raiders. A very long time uh, player mm-hmm. there, of course, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, had a unfortunately a very quick <laughs> um, fall uh, of form uh, towards the end of his career, mostly due to injuries, as we've now uh, kind of realised and know of more of with the knees, the hips, the shoulders, the, the whole lot. Everything, he's, man. Yeah, he's, banged up, banged he's, up. he's had a, he's had a rough trot of it the last um, eighteen months and. Shoulder reconstructions <laughs> to look forward to it. So yeah, it's yeah, not something you want as a professional athlete. So I think he needs a couple of beers, 
um, to, 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 do, to get through through all that. So that's the ones on us, Jared. Interesting uh, yeah. career. Was on track to break all kinds of points scoring records. The, the only one currently that potentially could have caught some of the records that Cam mm. Smith set mm-hmm. um, for point scorers. And, mm. yeah, I don't think there's anyone kind of in that conversation no. um, yet either to, to even get close to that. So, yeah, a bit unfortunate, but it is, I guess the difference between playing – uh, hooker and playing in the centres, um, and uh, well, guess the also the longevity and immortal status of Cameron Smith yeah. <laughs> as it will. So, mm. yeah, yeah ar- arguable goat. Yeah, but uh, maybe someone that's going to go down in Canberra Raider history uh, definitely, well, definitely is is the goat of Canberra Raiders point Canberra Raiders point scoring. Uh, so enjoy your beer, courtesy of Sean Jared Croker. I'll be shouting uh, Alu Kual uh, a beer. Maybe not a name that many listeners are familiar with, but uh, yet let's say yet. Yeah, yet. maybe yet, yet. Maybe yet. Uh, check him out, uh, Sudanese Australian soccer player who has scored one of the best goals that I have seen in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old scorpion kick. <laughs> so the uh, the under twenty three Socceroos they're playing in Uzbekistan at the moment. If you don't mind, of all uh, places, yeah, yeah, of all places. Uh, shout out to Borat. Uh, in verbatim, fuck you, Uzbek. Uh, arch, arch, arch enemies of Kazakhstan. Uh, but Alu Kual, uh, yeah, he went up for like, the, the cross came in, sort of went up for the header and then mm. looked like the ball was way behind him. And he just yeah. goes, yeah, no worries. I chucked the right heel out <laughs> and Scorpion kicked this into the goal. Uh, mate, if this was it's international soccer, so I don't think it... It's, well, it can't be uh, go to the Puskas Award, then they give it out for uh, oh, the yeah. best goals in club competition. But uh, had it been scored <laughs> for a club, she's definitely a shout uh, to take that one out. Uh, enjoy that. And he reckons he can do it again. Uh, that article that I sent you, boys, uh, he was yeah, pretty right. confident. He's pretty confident. So pretty crazy goal. Uh, check that one out. Yep. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, Alu Kual, his goal for the under-23 Socceroos in their AFC uh Qualifiers uh, over in fuck you Uzbekistan. Yeah, that that game ended up as a draw though. Did end up as a draw. No yeah. idea how that how that team's going. To to be honest, <laughs> just just saw this in the in the Twitterverse yeah. in the Twitterverse this morning oh. and uh, and couldn't ignore it. So uh, beers on me, Alu Kual. Mop of the That's week. It. We like to hand out a mop for uh, some dodgy uh, behaviour, some kind of si- silliness <laughs> that's occurred during the week. We have given ourselves mops. We like to yep. hand them out. Yep. You can yep. you can take it, et cetera, et cetera. Mark, exactly. you spotted this one and it's yeah. uh, it's pretty moppy. It is. It what is. happened? Um, we are speaking of just highlights that we noticed um, during the week. So this one would probably normally fall into the category of shout a beer. Um, Aska... Mozharov um, had his debut with the UFC this morning, mm-hmm. uh, Fight Night in Las Vegas, so um, probably shout out to be worthy. Um, uh, what's the backstory? Depending, but yeah, the backstory. <laughs> so this is why he's the mop of the week. So um, there was alleged fraud with his fight record. So mm-hmm. before the UFC signed with him, um, his fight record was 25 and 7. Mm-hmm. I'd probably say that's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. um, that's a solid record. Yeah. A solid record. 25 more wins than we've ever had. That's very true. Very true. Um, well, depends. if we, we can probably put a fight card, like a fight record together like this. Guy. If you just make it well, up. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> and as the story goes, um, <laughs> allegations of, yeah, ton of fraud on his fight card, on his fight record, sorry. Um, after investigations, it turned out that um, it was padded out with a couple of O&O fighters, uh, which mm-hmm. I mean... 
all fighters are going to have a couple of mm. um, debutants on their on their record card. Um, he had also changed his name from Arta Shadakov. Mm. Um, tried tried to convince officials that he and Shadakov were two different people, so that he wouldn't take on that record. <laughs> the um, old, which the old like, alias, that's the old it. double passport. That's it. The old um, Tinder swimmer. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's just a big catfish for the UFC. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, there was even reports that um, his representatives and I guess his fight crew um, were falsifying records, putting up fake um, fight posters, trying mm. to claim that he'd won more fights than he had. Um, so after after all the investigation, his fight record came down to a nineteen and twelve fight record. Still pretty handy. Still pretty handy. Solid. Um, solid. Solid. Probably not good enough. I don't know if it would be good enough to get you into the UFC. Mm. Um, anyway, he, he had his debut today against Alonzo Minifield. And Alonzo, Alonzo Minifield just destroyed him in the first round. Um, with 20 seconds left, um, Herb Dean, I think, was um, calling the fight. Um, yeah. Called um, it early or? Uh, no. Um, we'll, so get, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. <laughs> Um, no, nah, Minifield had him in a real good, strong crucifix position and was just pounding him with elbows. Yeah. There was no way he was getting out of that. So, um, so yeah, probably not one of the resumes you'd want to fake. Well, it's the old, <laughs> the old meme, you know, when you lie on your resume and then you get found out. Uh, problem is That's when we lie on our resumes, you know, it's an office job. It doesn't yeah. really matter that much. You can kind of, you know, <laughs> Google and tr- try and work it out. When you lie on your resume right. and your life's on the line, uh, maybe not the smartest idea, but... No. Either way, the bloke's a UFC fighter and maybe... We'll see for how long. Was a UFC fighter. <laughs> was. <laughs> put a line through poor Aska. Yeah. yeah. That's that's um, definite mop behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Pretty funny. Indeed. Uh, before we get into do you want to switch that to the AFL, Max? Mm. Yes, we do have AFL, Hawthorne taking on Collingwood. Uh, that would have just kicked off at the MCG. But let's talk some cricket. Yeah, let's get stuck in. So, the biggest tournament in uh, T20 cricket has come to an end. It was over a week ago, but that's uh, when our last show was. Uh, so, <laughs> Midweek, the, yeah. the Gujarat Titans have defeated the Rajasthan Royals by seven wickets, uh, 11 balls remaining, to take out the 2022 Tata IPL. Mm-hmm. Uh, their first season, they win it, um, win the whole thing. Uh, 100,000 in there at Ahmedabad, uh, which is the... Capital's on biggest city of Gujarat. So fate sort of comes into the question. Slash maybe yeah. rigging. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, like no, no, no. Last I was going to say fairy tale story. No. Yeah. They well, played well. They played we well. Spoke, we spoke about it last week. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty, hard to rig, pretty hard to rig a career <laughs> game. Uh, so Gujarat uh, is, um, or Ahmedabad rather, is the biggest city in Gujarat. They've just built this brand new stadium over there. Mm-hmm. It was awesome to see it packed out. You know, obviously the COVID era, we've seen empty stadiums and 25% stadiums. Yeah, so yeah. awesome to see a packed out uh, Narendra Modi stadium there. And then it, the fake kind of stuff comes into question when... The final's scheduled there. It's Gujarat's home ground. Hardik <laughs> Hardik Pandya. He is he's from Gujarat. Like he's he was born and bred in Gujarat. He comes out, they get the win, and he played yeah. unreal. Yeah, hard dick was excellent in this. Love, love love me some hard dick. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh and Gujarat uh, also they're their neighbours. Uh, so borders Rajasthan, mm-hmm. a little bit of Indian geography for you there in the northwest of the country, and then Rajasthan uh, being the uh, northern state uh 
on the on the border there with Gujarat. Now let's talk about the game. Rajasthan they win the toss they elect to bat, which mm-hmm. has been a little unusual in this IPL, uh, and they mm-hmm. go out and no one could really get going. Uh, the Orange Cap winner of the tournament, Josh Butler, who they so heavily rely on, yep. uh, he made yeah. like a runner ball thirty nine. Uh, but it was, it was slow from his by his, his lofty standard, yeah, his standards. Indeed. and I think that. Like the, that, that pace uh, kind of affected the rest of the order as well. They just seemed slow and really couldn't get it going. Mm. But then I would say um, Khan had actually been a bit of a bogey bogeyman for um, Butler throughout the series. Yeah, uh, just missed him three mm. times, and I think he only averaged like twenty against him. So he's so um, good, man. Yeah, he and they brought him on right when Joss was kind of needed to find his feet and mm-hmm. uh, put the work in and. Butler got enough runs to take number two um, from David Warner on the all-time yep. run-scoring list, yep. but finishes uh, behind Virat Kohli. Yeah, and didn't score the ton that we probably thought they'd they, they'd want to get out of him or get like a big score um, quickly that they could then put some runs on. But yeah, it was slow from them, slow from everyone else. But like you said, uh, Hard Dick and mm. uh, Khan there very much uh, bowled really well and kept it very tidy. Um, yeah, Pandya three for seventeen off, off his four, and, right. and Rashid he had one for eighteen, but there was a misfield. There was a misfield, which so he should have really had one for fifteen. Yeah. Like there was one yeah, right. that should have been a single, went through the legs, went for a boundary. Yeah. And Ferguson bowls well as well. Like that that one fifty seven on that uh, one hundred fifty seven k three and a half k's <laughs> off the fastest ball ever. Lockie Ferguson, that action That's that he crazy. has, it doesn't look like that. It's going to come out that yeah. quick. And yeah. my goodness, he saved his best uh, for mm-hmm. for last. Uh, two Kiwis in in the Gujarat side, and uh, Matthew Wade, the the Aussie, didn't yep. really contribute too much in this one, but uh, comes away as an IPL champion. Let's get into the Gujarat Titans innings. So, so I got one thirty, one thirty for the Royals. So one one thirty, one thirty uh, to chase down. And look, after a pretty ho- uh, like a horrible start, really, for the Royals with uh, with Yuzi Chahal. Uh, Dropping, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, it's not, it wasn't quite a dolly. He had to, he had to sort of get forward on that bat pad, mm. uh, and and kind of dive forward, but probably should eat that up. That that was Shubman yeah. Gill on zero. Shubman goes on to score forty odd um, runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game after five overs was was in the balance. So Saha goes, he gets clean bowled by Krishna. Wade goes for not much, two for twenty three after five overs. You're thinking, oh geez, maybe they can defend one thirty. Uh, and then and Hetty Shimron Hetmeyer he 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 had a he dropped a hard chance as well off Chahal, uh, and then mm. and then Gill just sort of went about it a run a ball Pandya come out about a run a ball and a guy that had an unbelievable tournament in David Miller mm-hmm. goes out and scores thirty two off nineteen Gujarat they they get the job done they never you know after after that partnership between Pandya and Gill never really looked like they they'd miss mm. out. Uh, and, and David Miller sealing the deal, uh, boys. What, we, what did we think about the final? What did we think about Gujarat winning it in their first year? Well, it's it's great for the tournament. It's great to show that expansion in this case worked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe not for say the Mumbai Indians, but it worked for everyone else. <laughs> uh, it was great to see them there. Great to see crowds back. The the atmosphere and um, you know the celebrations after they won as well uh, was you know great great scenes to see. So from all that, I think it was mm. it was an excellent tournament um, to, to see uh, potentially the best batsman also. Well, let's just say Butler was the, he, he got the mm. cap, so yep. he was the best batsman to see him in the final as well, take his team there mm-hmm. and kind of going up against the new guys. Like there's great storylines from all of it to, right. yeah. for for, yeah. a, for an excellent finish to a, to a great tournament this year. So 
yeah, I think it was definitely good viewing. Definitely. Um, yeah, great for Gujarat um, to get the title in their first year. Mm-hmm. Um, would have liked to see a few more Aussies. I know we had a few international um, matches on before. At yeah, the start the of the Pakistan IPL, so we didn't, series. Play a full yeah, series. we didn't really get to see full IPL series out of a few Aussies, so it would have been nice to see what they could have done um, for all intents and purposes, and we'll probably talk about the, the team in a second. Yeah, um, and le- leading <laughs> us into our on the Esky IPL 11. Yeah, it would have been good to see David Warner get a few more games under his belt this mm. series and see what he could have done, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that leads us into uh, our... 11 slash a few honourable mentions. Uh, we've picked a team. We've tried to give it our own flavour. You know, I was looking at a few teams here and there and, you know, mm. it's our podcast so we can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> we can throw a few Aussies in there that maybe questionably don't deserve to be in it. But anyway. I was going to say, some international bias. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, eligibility-wise, I've gone yep. just wh- whoever. So, rather than doing, oh, you've got to have the four internationals so and seven 11. Indians. Yep. I've just, I've just sort of picked... Picked out an eleven, uh, so I think it's eleven worth yeah. talking about. I think it's five, five Indians and six internationals. I'm about to work it out. Josh, <laughs> Josh Butler, first man picked in anyone's team. Uh, arguably the the best season or best tournament ever in the IPL. Mm-hmm. Eight hundred and sixty three runs at fifty seven, striking at just under one hundred and fifty four hundreds. We spoke about it last week. Uh, no one has ever d- gone close to doing that in one tournament, and mm-hmm. probably the Bulk of the Rajasthan Royals' success. Obviously, Yuzi Chahal pretty good with the ball. Uh, but, you know, we yeah. talk about sore shoulders on this on this uh, <laughs> podcast, sore backs, carrying this team. And, yeah. you know, with him not really being able to get going in the final, probably uh, the, the downfall of the Rajasthan Royals. But welcome to the On the Esky 11. Probably the most prestigious team that uh, <laughs> Just Butler's ever made, the On the Esky IPL 22-11. Yeah. Oh, very high standards here. Indeed. <laughs> so he picks himself. Now, a man that probably doesn't pick himself, but Australian bias, Delhi Caps bias here. And as Afa mentioned, it's our team, so you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, Davey Warner. Now, missed the first two games, but arguably finishes top ten, uh, top five even in the run scorers. Uh, mm-hmm. where did he, finish? yeah. he finished 12. 12. And you look yeah. at everyone above him has played more games. So he only played the 12 games. 432 runs at 48, striking at 150. So his strike rate there, his strike rate is better than pretty much everyone above him. His average there is better than pretty much everyone above him that's not named just Butler. So it would have been been interesting to see what he could have done had he had those two extra games. Mm. And the whole, the story around it, you know, Last year, the axing by Sunrisers as captain, you know the redemption. The, well, the benching as well, yeah. yeah the the whole, benching, whole the axing. You know, it didn't. It wasn't a good year last year for no. Dave Warner, yeah. and for him to come out and you know have a statement tournament, going back to where it all started, you know, as yeah. a daily daredevil all those years ago, it it was really nice to see him stamp his authority and become a, a staple of that top order for the Delhi Caps yep. on your David Warner. Again, yep. probably the most prestigious team you've ever made, the On the Esky, <laughs> on the Esky 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's our openers there, Josh Butler, Dave Warner. Batting three, a man that opened all all tournament, um, but we're going to bat him three in this team, is K.L. Rahul, um, him and Quinton de Kock. Very big uh, in Lucknow's, uh, you know, opening um, their account in the IPL, uh, yeah, a lot of success yeah, fr- from the Super Giants. Uh, he was a distant second in the Orange Cap behind Joss Butler, 
came in with 616 runs, an average of 51, striking at 135, had two tons, couple of couple of quackers, but uh, you know, yep. he he was rocks or diamonds and, and the diamonds were really good innings and, and Captain yeah. Luck now to a pretty good start in the IPL. Four here is a little bit little bit of controversy around this one we were talking about in the group chat this morning. Yeah, there's a bit of back and forth. Yeah, that man one. that I just mentioned, Quinton de Kock, maybe a little bit stiff to miss out, but I've gone Sandrew Sampson here from the Rajasthan Royals as our wicketkeeper. Uh, now, here's the justification. We've already picked openers, batting one, two, three. Can you go opener mm. one, two, three, four? No, <laughs> no. I, I, well, look, you probably can, but a man that actually bats... A T20, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, a man that bats three and four, Sandrew Sampson, yeah. had 458 runs at 29, striking at 147. And the big thing from him was was consistency. He never, you know, mm. busted out a massive ton, never scored bulk runs, but he also, he'd just go out there and give you your 30 or your 40 that you need out of, yep. out of, your, out of your three uh, we're, we're batting him at four here. Uh, mm. Only dismissed for single digits twice out of, what mm. was it, 16 Six, knocks? Uh, 17. Seven, 17, 17 knocks. Yep. So, so only uh, failed really twice. Uh, so Sandrew Sampson gets the wicket-keeping gig. Yeah, I don't think it's too much of a, a stretch because uh, Rick has thrown his 11 in there as well in the chat, uh, and they're very similar, and he had Sampson in there too. So uh, I think I've gone through our list and compared his, and, yeah, there's only one or two differences. So I think we've done all right considering we've um, gone maybe a little bit international heavy. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little bit Aussie heavy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyways, we'll, we'll continue. Uh, I think that the f- – the the next two players, they pick themselves in anyone's 11. Hardik Pandya, uh, we've got him here uh, in the middle order. Fourth most runs in the tournament for a bloke that doesn't bat top three is absolutely mental. Mm. Uh, 487 runs at 44, striking at 130, uh, 450. So he can also give you be an option with the ball. Yep. We spoke about him yep. earlier uh, You know, in, in the segment about captaining, you know, Gujarat in their opening year from Gujarat and, and getting the win. He picks yep. himself and I've given him the skipper in this team. Breakout tournament uh, for uh, maybe maybe not break. Like everyone knew that David Miller was talented. I don't think yeah. we knew he was this talented. Punishing in the middle order. Had his best IPL by far to date. 481 runs at, at nearly 69. Nice. Not out <laughs> nine times. So very hard to dismiss. Strikes at 143. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets our number six here in the IPL 11. Now, this one was contentious. This one was contentious. Very, very difficult to leave Rashid Khan out of our 11. We have given him the 12th man. We'll speak about it in a second. Mm. I think possibly the best true all-rounder in the tournament and our seven in the IPL 11 is Dre Russ. Yep. Andre Russell, Kakota Knight Rudders. 335 yep. runs at 37. Strike rate 174. One of the best strikers of the, of the ball in the whole tournament. And then a cheeky 17 wickets at 16. Possibly a touch expensive, uh, nearly pushing 10 runs and over. He did have, have that uh, that game where he had, what, five for four, you know, schoolyard kind of figures. Yep. Uh, he's, mm. a, he's a character. I also think every team needs a big West Indian character. You know, <laughs> it, whether it's a Dre Russ, whether it's a Hetty, you know, whether it's any of the, the big men with the, with yep. a colour in the hair and a bit of, a bit of fire. So <laughs> I've chucked Dre Russ in there to be seven. Let's get into the bowlers. Uh, Windu Hasaranga, uh, breakout tournament for the Sri Lankan leggy. He had 26, 
26 wickets at 16 and a half. Uh, pretty economical. Second in the purple cap. Uh, I think him and this man, Yuzi Chahal, they, they probably picked themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, both leg spinners. Yuzvendra uh, uh, Chahal was the purple cap winner with 27 wickets at 19 and a half. Not as economical as Rashid Khan or as Hasaranga, but you can't leave the purple cap winner out of your team, can you? No, can you? Yuzi no. Chahal comes into the Eski 11. And then two quicks, Casigo Rabada, first season for Rabada as a Punjab king after yep. uh, I think four or five years it was uh, at Delhi. Uh, most wickets for a quick in the IPL, 23 at 17.6, reasonably economical. And then possibly a little bit more biased, but it's the same. This one's probably a bit more biased, but yeah. No, I've, it's, I've, a, it's the same I think argument. For, same argument. Yeah, for, from Josh Hazard we're talking about. Yeah, he was the best Australian bowler by far. Not... Uh, what do you have? 20 wickets, sorry, at 18.8, uh, going about eight runs and over. Again, the same argument that could be made for Warner. Had Hazelwood played a couple of extra games, maybe his yep. name would have been higher on that list. Seventh That's it. total in wickets. Yep. Everyone That's above him played a lot more games. That's it. I mean, yeah, seventh is better than Warner's 12th. So, yeah, not, true, not, a, not that far of a stretch, I'd, I'd say. Indeed. Uh, 12th man, we've already mentioned him, Rashid Khan. Pretty stiff to miss out here. Uh, mm. I suppose the logic being we've already got two leggies. Rashid would be the third. Uh, we've seen him, you know, years and years in the in the big bash. We know what he can do for the Adelaide strikers. We know how economical he can be. He can literally uh, turn a game on its head. Uh, he was the most economical bowler in the IPL with 15 or more wickets at 6.59 and over. Uh, very stiff to miss out on this team. And then our honourable mentions, uh, three guys that can be in the squad, they can ride the pine and jump in uh, as, <laughs> as as necessary. We we mentioned Quinton de Kock earlier. Very unlucky to miss out. Third in the orange yep. cap with 508 uh, runs at 36. Um, had that massive 140, the third highest score uh, in, in an individual innings in the IPL history. And then mm. uh, sp- honourable mentions, Rajat Paddy. Uh, had he played more games, uh, you know, would have would have really gone up high in that uh, in that orange cap race. He averaged fifty five from just eight games, had uh, a ton. Um, I think he'll get paid handsomely in the next IPL auction. Mm-hmm. And then Umran Malik, uh, we've we've pipped him by, uh, you know, with Josh Hazelwood, but he did have twenty two wickets. Uh, maybe the average and uh, economy rate we could argue for for Hazelwood getting into the side, but uh, Umran Malik, uh, probably the best of the Indian quicks. That rounds mm. out our fifteen man squad uh, and our IPL eleven. So just recapping the the eleven that have made the OTA team: Butler, Warner, Rahul. Samson, wicketkeeper, Hardik Panja, captain, David Miller, Dre Russ, Hasaranga, Yuzi Chahal, Rabada, Hazelwood. Question here for you, Peppy. Uh, what has been your assessment of Hardik's captaincy? Considering we picked him as a captain for our 11 and his team won the tournament. There, what do you think? <laughs> I think? I think Hardik had a lot of pressure, you know, coming into captaining a new franchise, being, a, you know, a middle-order player. So... Mm. You've, you've got so many things to think about. It's not like you can just go out there and be a, mm. an opening bat and all I've, got, all I've got to think about is making runs as per, it wasn't a captain, but a Josh Butler. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kyle Rahul, captain his side. All mm. he's got to really do is think about is going out there and making runs and setting the field. Whereas a guy that's got, that's got a bat middle order when the game's on the line, when a guy's got to go out there and set the field and think about bowling a few himself... When a guy's going out there and he's representing 
a franchise which is new in the IPL and it's his home it's state. That's yeah. that's why I've gone Hardik as captain. Again, now we could have we we could have given this the skipper to to KL Rahul. Uh, we we could have given you know there's a few blokes in there that they could have probably got this skipper. Mm-hmm. I I think Hardik with the with the pressure with the state of Gujarat you know but you know behind him in in his opening season as uh, as a skipper in the IPL. I think he, he's nailed it, and that's why I've given him the captaincy of this illustrious team. Mm-hmm. What do you think long-term for Hardik outside of the IPL? Has he, has he shown some, some ability there for potential international duties at different levels? Well, the, 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 test, the test question remains around Hardik. Can he ever break into this Indian test side? White ball, he'll be, he'll be a staple. He'll be a staple and, and has already shown so much ability uh, as a white ball player when he gets, gets the gig for India. It, uh, you know, does, does, he, does he get that, that – has, has he played test cricket? Can you see – has he played test cricket for India? He's played about 10, I think, off, off the top of my head. Uh, does, does he break into that side and be a staple in the test side? That's probably the only thing – uh, for his career moving forward, uh, you know that that's questionable. I think I think White Ball he he'll just play until he's ready to retire. Yeah, I only bring it up because they've gone with uh, say the older, safer option as captains at the moment for the Indian team. So yeah. so that's not a long term thing. That's just a, to to cover off the post Kohli era. It's just yeah, where do they go through from there, and then whether uh, you know just hard Dick put his put his uh, put his name in or his hat in that ring. What do you got there, Max? Um, he <laughs> name hat ring whatever. <laughs> All three together. <laughs> Mix it does up he, and then pick one. Does he put his hard yeah. dick in the hat? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, it's too easy. It's too easy. That name is yeah. yeah. great. He's a great cricketer. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Max, what do you got? Yeah, he's played eleven matches for India um, Test cricket um, between 2017-18. Um, scored 532 runs. <laughs> Um, high score 108, average is 31.3. So not bad numbers, but four years since his last test. Yeah. And a pretty difficult team to bust into yeah. as it is. Yeah. There's plenty of young fellas getting that team. But, that, you know, the extra cap of leading leadership could potentially be a reason why. Mm. And if he gets that, say, captainship of the, the white ball teams and then, you know, does well, does well, pushes his form. How old is Hardy? Because Sharma is obviously going to have to pass on the the white ball. Captain, I give him two to three captaincy. Years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At, at some stage, uh, is is Hardy much younger than Sharma? He'd be three or four years younger, wouldn't he? Twenty eight, turning twenty nine. I think more, I think that's more than He's three or four years. Yeah, yeah twenty eight and robot Sharma. <laughs> As as my uh, as my internet likes to as did, did you mean Rohit Sharma? Yes, I meant Rohit. You know, the old, uh, the old Arjbak, eighty-seven, Arjbak a bit, 35, 35, 35, seven years, just that he's thirty-seven years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Sharma's definitely up there, and he's well, well. Even if he plays for another two years, that's thirty-seven. That's definitely up there in cricket years. Indeed. Mm. Uh well, well, what we've seen out of him this tournament. Who, who could argue with him mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. thrown the white ball uh, captaincy for India moving forward? Yeah. International cricket? International cricket. Test, test yeah. Back. Uh, well, essentially, we've got international cricket now for all through the months summer. Months and months <laughs> yeah. and months and months. We are in the chilly winter here in <laughs> Canberra. It's freezing down here. I was going to say, in, the summer of cricket starts early. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and of course, uh, 
Whoosh. And we'll get to it in a second. Australia is going to play Sri Lanka uh, next, well, starting next week. Uh, is that here or is that? That's in Sri Lanka, bro. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, good question. Yeah, I was just making sure because I was like, that doesn't make any sense why they'd be playing here. It's too fucking cold for that. <laughs> Go to Sri Lanka. It'll be warm at least. England, New Zealand. First test is underway at Lords. Uh, and as Afa mentioned, uh, it's fittingly, you know, that uh, they that the, the Poms would go up against the Black Caps in uh, Brendan McCullum's first gig as as skipper, as yep. coach even, and Ben Stokes' first gig as the, mm-hmm. as uh, skipper. New Zealand, horrible start. Absolutely horrendous start. Uh, they were 7 Not for great. 45 uh, <laughs> out there on, on a green top at Lords. Uh, shout out Matthew Potts on debut. He'd four, I was having a look at some of his highlights uh, from his county season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd been absolutely bowling the house down and pretty hard to get into that England uh, bowling crew. Mm-hmm. You know, Anderson and Broad, essentially at this stage of their career, I, I think... There until they retire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, they, they've got the resting policies and, and what have you. I think they were always going to get, um, you know, the, the new ball in this one. So then that, that third bowling option, do you go with Ollie Robinson, who's been pretty good? Do you, mm. you go with the locks of Chris Wokes, who can give you a little bit with the bat? Mm. And then Matthew Potts just bashes the door down. Uh, Joffre Archer still unavailable, mind you. Did he, did he get hurt uh, again? Yeah. I had Can you chase that out? Check I don't know what's going on with Joffre. I thought he might have been playing some Kenny Green and got hurt, but yeah. Chase, chase mm. that one up. Ma- Matthew Potts, anyways, he's uh, for Durham in county cricket, three sixfers and a seventfer so far in about six games. So he literally banged the door down. And he he had four for 13 in this one. Jimmy Anderson, four for 66. The bloke turns 40, I believe, next month or the, or the month after. Unbelievable. They were showing uh, Broad and Anderson sitting up there, uh, you know, in, in one of the fancy posh rooms in at Lords, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was something like 1,300 or t- yeah. 1,200 test wickets between the two. A lot. Yeah, a, a fucking lot. Uh, Colin de Granholm, 42 not. He sort of got uh, the Black Caps back on track for them to sort of limp to 132. But then England went out and they did the reverse of the New Zealand innings in that they started off well. Zach Crawley had 43, Alex Lee's 20-odd. And then an ultimate collapse from the Poms with Tim Southey uh, and Trent Bolt doing the damage. And they also lost seven for 40-odd. Uh, to turn the game mm. on its head. Yeah, some quick notes chat here. There's like, you know, battle of which team could choke the hardest. There was 17 wickets on day one. Uh, <laughs> and it looks like England have about eight bowlers on their injury list is why um, Pot's got to run. Did you find anything there with Joffre? Um, no. Stress, just stress just fracture, stress lower, lower back, back. mid-May. In mid-May? In Min Bay. So that's a, yeah, that would be his and recent injury. Because yeah. it, was was el- it was an elbow that he was missing earlier games on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that is Stretch, stretching back is not great for a fast bowler. N- no, no, and you think about Pat Cummins making his debut at 18 and missing four years of cricket. You think about Canberra's own Jason Berendorf has gone through the ringer with stress fractures. Yeah. It's not what you like to see out of a quick, let's no, hope, Joffre, for, for English purposes, uh, makes a recovery and gets back to that scintillating form that we saw out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, they've got some depth, don't they, in the in the fast bowling department? Uh, you know, another name thrown into the hat well, here. Well, in is, it, is it quality depth, or is it just they've got a 
a lot of good young guys coming through that are just getting opportunities. No, nah, I think I think it's quality, especially in England. It's, it's oh, okay. the, caveat England, of course, and that's the caveat. <laughs> in cricket. Yeah, yeah. Can can we home, you know, home can, field advantage? Yes, exactly. Can yeah. Aussies go over and oh, you can play spin in Australia? Can you? Oh, can you oh, play yeah, spin, spin in, in India? <laughs> you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. You can you can take wickets here on a on a green deck and it's fucking fourteen degrees and it's just about <laughs> raining outside and the ball's yeah. hooping two feet. Oh, can you go do that on a on a hard deck in an Australian yeah. summer and yeah. it's thirty eight degrees? Move, of course, That's of it. course, there's a caveat yes, always in cricket, but yeah, on an English deck, uh, I think that the English bowling stocks, the fast bowling stocks at least, uh, are up there with the best in the world. Yeah. How they had this test finish up. Well, it's still going, still, still, going. still, going, so, still going. So, so going, it's a, it's going to be another quick, te- maybe a three and a half day test, uh, going into it. So, yep. New Zealand go out and finally make a few runs. Although everyone outside of Daryl Mitchell and Tom Blundell had a bit of an issue yep. trying to score on this deck, but Daryl Mitchell goes out, gets the first ton of this series, hundred and eight for him, ninety six for the keeper Tom Blundell. Potsy yep. there in the wickets. There you go. You've got a nickname already. It's pretty probably one that you already <laughs> get. Uh, he he had three for fifty five for old Potsy Matthew Potts and Stuart yep. Broad, uh, Australia's favourite uh, English son, <laughs> three for seventy six for him. So England go out. They need two hundred and seventy seven, and they're actually they're they're in a really good spot with Joe Root at the crease. He is seventy seven not going into day four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, Joe Root scores well. Shock me. <laughs> yeah, after after failing a little bit in in the first, I think he had eleven in in the first mm-hmm. innings, but he's out there. But can the bowlers yep. stick with him? That's going to be the question. Yeah, this is their first official touch ma- test match as well since the change of captains. Correct. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, so a lot of scrutiny, I suppose, uh, under Ben Stokes' captaincy. A lot of scrutiny around uh, Brendan McCullum's uh, coaching. But surely they know mm. all the inside goss. Yeah. Give me a hot take. I was just thinking about this. You think in the last eighteen to twenty-four months, uh, there's been a, a fair rise of three or three and a half, you know, under four-day tests. And do you think maybe that there's, you know, the impact of the T20 sort of game, the shorter formats kind of, you know, people throwing away their wickets and not being able to get into the grind is what I'm getting at, uh, to play long, the long test match. And to, yeah, to that, that's the age-old question and a lot of the old, you know, the, the, the test match, you know, purists, the tragics, the old, you know, hmm. 60, 70, 80-year-old cobbers would like to say, oh, this yeah. white ball cricket, it's ruining the game, it's hit and giggle, yada, yada, yada. I don't think it's as simple as that. I think some of these decks that are getting dished up in, in India, very for example, some of these green decks in, in England, good luck. You know. Yeah, well, I guess if we played all Test cricket in Pakistan, then they'd all be five-day five matches. Yeah, so we, we saw a few roads there in the, in the Pakistan uh, hosting Australia series. Yeah. But we've seen it down under as well, mm-hmm. which, is, which is quite unusual, a few – Quick tests down here. Maybe there's a push as well from the the international cricket community to give put a, put little, a bit in the decks. To yeah, or give something give something back to the bowlers. With you know, as Australian fans, we're we're used to you know turning on the telly and mm. you know whichever team wins a toss and elects to bat going out there and making you know five for five hundred and it, it being a, a, an absolute road. Uh, maybe there's been a little bit of of a push. To, to have, uh, a, you know, a little bit in there for the bowls, has it swung back the other way? Yeah, well, we we always mm. talk, uh, well, to use an NFL analogy, you know, offense, defense, we're talking batting versus bowling here. Mm. Uh, the, the You know, the, the different eras, how it swings back and forth from what they want to highlight and show. And um, I guess, yeah, they the slow methodical games, high scores, 
maybe not as impressive as the shorter games, lots of wickets, and then maybe that's the, the preference, get more viewership, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, but does but it? do you like watching a test that's over in two and a half days? I, I just, well, I think I if, just if feel if like you miss out on half a test match. Exactly. I think if you're turn, tuning in to watch a test match, you, you're expecting to tune in for five days, not, mm. not three, three and a half. So, but we're hardcores. The casuals, on the other hand, maybe want to see, you know, when they do tune in to watch a couple hours in a day, want to see something happen versus, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I feel like the casuals do watch, you know, you're, you're big bash fans. You're, you've, that's, that's, how, that's how you get kids. That's how you get sort of, you know, ladies or, or you know, pe- pe- people that are casual fans. They, they might want to watch big bash cricket. I don't think there's too many test match purists which want a test to be over in two and a half days. Yeah, I, I agree, agree. I don't know. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like uh, – James, you're not going to be able to do it. I'd, I'd be interested to see if someone could map that, just go through the last couple of years and go – Homework, maybe, yeah, maybe some risky homework. Under, under four-day tests and percentages and see if there's been a, a rise of it in recent years. Well, down here, there's there's yeah. a pretty good rate. Like La Nina, hello, hello. Yep. it is it's been raining yep. pretty much help. non-stop does. Uh, for the last sort of 12 months, you know, flooding events everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, surely that impacts uh, your ability to – Produce a deck that that is conducive to making runs on it. Uh, True. Maybe there's a there's mm. an argument f- at least in Australia for for the the quicker Test matches that we saw. You know that that Hobart deck uh, in in the Ash. Like good luck, good luck to anyone. What, what deck? It was <laughs> good so luck. Great. Good luck to anyone trying <laughs> to go out there and and make a good go of it. Uh, I don't know. It, it, again, we're going back to conspiracies <laughs> and. And narratives and rigging and the rest of it is I don't think there's yeah, any any kind of particular interest in, money, in money, having money. But you make <laughs> don't you make more money don't you make more money if the test goes for five days? Well you could do the math and say with hundred K people are watching for five days versus the five hundred K over three days. Well it's all t- it's all T V money yeah, anyways. It's exactly it's all days, relevant. It? So. But yeah, again relative, may, not relevant. May, maybe the optimist in me kinds of think like tends to think no. People aren't shit and they don't yeah. don't uh, take money when they can. That's right. <laughs> no one has ever fixed a game of cricket in their life. <laughs> ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's happening for the Australian summer? Yeah, so like, uh, like I said, we've pretty much got international cricket now. As Australian cricket fans, mate, the, the plate is full. The plate is overflowing. It it's is. We've been to the buffet. We've absolutely overstacked the, the, the buffet plate. We have international cricket now. Uh, with this series coming up against Sri Lanka essentially till February uh, for, for the Aussie cricket team. So the the summer of cricket, uh, the fixtures got announced this week. Uh, they're going to start in North Queensland with three ODIs against Zimbabwe. That will happen late August in Townsville into a, a really interesting series. If you look, not that Zimbabwe is not interesting, but uh, <laughs> possibly a closer series. Uh, there'll be three ODIs uh, against the Black Caps in Cairns in September. And then the T20 World Cup rolls around. Uh, the The exact fixtures aren't, uh, aren't confirmed just yet. Uh, so there's the two groups have been confirmed for the Super 12s, but there's only four teams in each of those. And then... 
the other teams have to go through qualification. Uh, interesting, uh, Afghanistan's already in the Super 12s, but the West Indies and Sri Lanka have to go through qualification. The West Indies are currently in the Netherlands with a for a barnstorming <laughs> three-game three, three game ODI series over there. And, and mind you, Netherlands, uh, despite losing all three of those, have held their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so the T- T20 World Cup happens. Uh, that will be September, October. England hang around for three ODIs. Then we get into the test matches. We have two against the West Indies. That'll be Perth and Adelaide. Adelaide will be a day and night as per the last few years. And then three really interesting tests against uh, South Africa. That yep. will be, uh, you know, in the summer holidays. That will be Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously South Africa coming off two uh, wins. The last time, the last test series that they've played in Australia, they've, they've got the mickey over us. Uh, and, and that test side, it's going to be interesting to see who actually lines up uh, for South Africa. We spoke Sorry. we spoke last episode about Faf Duplessis and Quinn de Kock. Uh, they won't be in that test side. Yep. And, uh, and mm. last time they played India, uh, they, they, they were able to beat them at home uh, in South Africa. Everyone had mm-hmm. the South Africans uh, being the underdogs in that series and they were able to get the win. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do over here uh, come our summertime. Yep. Uh, can you check that India-England test, I think, is a couple of weeks away? Um, which will finish off that series, uh, considering both teams will have new captains and new teams effectively true, true. To, from that series that got... Yeah, is it what did they get cancelled? Was it COVID? It must have been. No, yeah, it was. It yeah, was. the last game They, they cancelled it four hours before it was yeah. meant, to, meant to start, yep. which is wild. Yeah, so that was... What, considering how November different... November last year? Yeah, considering yeah. how different the world that we live in, you yeah. know, not six months after is, I suppose, you know... So the, the disease has changed a little bit. Yeah, where what were they at? They're two two one going into the. This would be the last, so England can draw the series. Is that how? Is that is it? Isn't it a new series or is it? Is it? It's the to f- the finish the final game. Is it's the fifth game of that uh, test? Are you sure? Yes, <laughs> that's why I was looking at this the other day, and I was like, "This is weird." Fifth test. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is the fifth <laughs> test. There you go. Yeah, they're running it back. It's a uh, bit late. New captains, etc. Five July. Uh, England and India. A month off, exactly, exactly. Yeah, a month, a month off, and, and that will be the decider of that series. Yeah. Craziness. <laughs> sort of six months in between. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on that one yeah, uh, about a month away. Well, yeah. Who's in the Indian team and what that looks like, considering they were doing well, they were, they were yeah. winning that series kind of handedly. Um, yeah. wonder if Jarvo makes a return. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, hopefully not. Hopefully, Javo gets a bit of uh, New Zealand uh, <laughs> security treatment. <laughs> a bit over old Javo yeah. these days, I must must admit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. See some of the security around the world, he might be like, oh, he'll <laughs> keep streaking in England and <laughs> running rings around their security. Come, come, doing it at Eden Park, bro. When, <laughs> when there's rugby on. Uh, very good, very good. Enough cricket is yep. round ball. Yes, well, early, early, early for us to be talking about yeah. NBA, but it is the NBA finals, so let's start it. Mm-hmm. Last time we were on the Esky, uh, it was Game 7. seven. Yep. Game That's 7, right. yet yeah, leading into uh, the, the Heat and the Celtics. The Celtics getting the job done. Jimmy Buckets, he, he just couldn't put that team on his shoulder shoulders and he carry went, him. He went, went so <laughs> close. Had that, yep. that that fast break. He pulled up for the three. He open had, look, yeah. Open look. He had the shot over our Horford. I think I think he has to take that that shot. 
Uh, a lot of people were, were critical of of Butler. I, I don't know how you well, can he, be. He, he's their best player. True. He has to take that shot. He has to take that shot. Potentially, maybe he can come forward a few few meters because he had room. Drive. Make it make it a you know two yard do a, you know two point jumper, mm. which ties the game. Yeah. So you play for the top. But Jimmy saw he had the opportunity. He was open. Went for the kill. Yeah, went for the kill. That's basketball um, these days. That's six inch. If that shot is six inches to the right, he's a hero. The yeah. home crowd goes absolutely they, mental. They drain it, it and yeah. Yeah. away they go. He, he's he's put that team on his shoulders the whole the whole season. I think mm. he has to take that shot, and you know, unfortunately, it, it hits that left rim and, and bounces out, and the, yeah. and the Celtics go through. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's led to possibly. A more interesting final series now, yeah. with the Celtics being so good across the board. They play good defensive yeah, basketball. Good defensive. They're obviously the best oh, defensive yeah. team in mm-hmm. the NBA, and they go out in Game One and stun the Warriors at the Chase Center. The first, the first finals game in San Francisco. They used to play across the bridge over yep. there in uh, in Oakland, east of San Fran. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, and you know the. All the rhetoric around Clay Thompson, you know, he's been out for two years. They he comes back, the Warriors go back to the finals. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr hasn't yep. has never lost and still has never lost um, a, a, a knockout series until the finals. So playoff yep. playoff games, conference championships, you know, conference semifinals. His record stays intact, and they the Celtics go out and they they go and they have a bit of a quiet ish. First half, oh, cold, definitely a cold second half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 go out and 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 get this win. Uh, it's great for the series. I think it's great for the neutral viewer. Mm-hmm. What are our thoughts, boys? Definitely, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting going into that, and uh, reckon put this in here. That do you think um, the Celtics maybe more battle hardened, considering they had to go through Nets, Bucks, and Heat to get here? compared to the run that maybe the Golden State had to uh, get into the finals? Interesting. Yeah, in this series, sure. They've they've had longer series. They've had, you know, a few game sevens. Um, You'd think they'd almost work against him, though. The fatigue fatigue, fatigue factor. But, well, they've started hot early. So the question Mm. is, come game six and seven, if they get that deep, Mm. uh, is that where, you know, the the easier run and – uh, the tired legs in Boston will make it easier for Golden State to to win those games. The the other massive thing yeah. as well is there's no Celtics players that have finals experience mm-hmm. going up a team yeah. uh, up against a, a dynasty team where just about everyone has has finals experience, if not one. Well, yeah. <laughs> bring up the bring up the Warriors roster for. Oh, well, I know uh, at least three of them are definitely one. <laughs> well, well, Clay, Steph, Draymond yeah, have all, have all won it. Uh, yep. Paul, I don't think so. We, uh, was Wiggins in that in that team a few years ago? Not sure. I, Iguodala, Iguodala, uh, he's a he's a Finals MVP. Yep, uh, he's definitely uh, won it before. Uh, yeah, we, uh, Wiggins would have been in that team. Yep. Yeah. So it's a lot of experience that also has turned into to rings into victories. So. What yeah, about our, our, our Horford after I think in that game seven being very quiet and the rest of re, the rest of the team being able to get the job done, he had yeah. twenty six points, six boards, three assists. Tatum quiet shooting the ball, but 13, 13 dimes. Derek White, he's he's been a really good 
bench player with 21 points. Yeah. Uh, Steph, uh, he, uh, he tied a record for the most three-pointers in uh, in a quarter with six yep. six in the first quarter, but then went a bit missing after that. Yeah, it was quite a after bit. that. Yeah. Um, you're just back on the Celtics, like you said, like just the fact that everyone can back each other up, like no one really stands out on the stats. It's mm. just everyone's doing their part. Um, like sure, Tatum didn't score too many, but like his assists obviously helped the rest of the team score. Mm. Um, whereas if you look at the stats for the Warriors, like it, again, it was sort of the proverbial um, Steph was sort of carrying the team on his back and mm. um, no well, one else really did Well, I wonder if else. that was the kind of the point where we're talking about, this, the, you know, the shock of the Celtics stealing this game was did they just game plan in a way that took Curry out of it in the second half and, you know, they kind of got the Golden State off their rhythm to the point where they get through and get this win. So whether they come back game two, they know that expectation and, yeah, maybe Steph mm. ends up playing a secondary role and feeds Clave to, you know, to absorb that, um, you know, expecting that heat, um, that extra defensive pressure to come his way and then, you know, dishing it off a bit. But interesting to see how they go back and forth throughout the series to, you know, the different strategies that they come up with. Free Jordan Paul, dude. Free Jordan Paul. Yeah, the, also. The, yeah. the third splash brother. We, we him gave him unofficial <laughs> status as third splash brother. You get, they, they got to free him up. Uh, interesting yeah. question there. Yeah, uh, from the chat. From, I wanted to fr- from Rick and, uh Draymond Green talking smack on his podcast. Yeah, talking smack on a podcast? Who would do that? Well, that, that, is, kind of, that is kind of the idea of podcasting. <laughs> However, is. I suppose it is different if you've got a active role in a True. in an NBA if you are a professional finals. athlete, yeah. yeah, playing a final series. It's interesting. It, I just I don't think it it bodes these players that well. Uh, well talking's th- like well, look, so go back yeah. a week and and Danny Green and the Pat Beverly back and forth yeah. and you know traffic cones and and the rest <laughs> of it. Look, it does add to the theatre of it all, yeah, doesn't it? it? Does. You can hear this guy's actual thought, you know, his actual opinion. It's not like he's getting yeah. interviewed by mainstream media and That's oh it. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the boys did well and you know, yeah, was, full yeah. credit, etc. Yeah, et coaching was good. <laughs> That's right. We we had a game plan. We, we lifted it. when we needed to. Exactly. He's actually yeah. out there speaking yeah. his mind. I don't I, know. I think smack. There's no issue with smack as long as you back it up. So that's the point. <laughs> if you don't back that up and you guys end up losing, like if they fold and get swept for nothing, mm. everyone's going to point to this moment where they talk smack on the podcast. It's like, you did it. You put a, you put, you put it's the, gone down in his history. Is, yeah, you put yeah. the bullets in their chambers for them and they've just come out and you know blown you away. So you got to you got to back it up. You're going to talk smack. You, you've put more pressure on yourself. And these are guys are professional athletes. Um, they need to, to do that. But, yes, it is. It is unnecessary pressure, but um, you got to back it up. And if he backs it up, then you know it, it won't be smack talk; it'll be confidence. Where mm. everyone will be like, "Yeah, you'd see how confident he was coming into it." So, too early to judge. Mm. Probably not a huge fan of it, um, <laughs> considering you know you put the pressure on. Uh, plus, you know you're you're green. You're the defensive dude in aspect on this team. You're not uh, the guy that needs to put on you know massive amounts of points of buckets. You've got three others kind mm. of uh, got to carry that load for you. So. You need kind of put more pressure on them. Maybe let's see how it ages. Yeah, it, we, yeah. that's the point. Let's see Are how India it ages. afraid of the Gabba? <laughs> <laughs> Who would say something like that? <laughs> that's that, it. That we, we've just yeah, we've just won the series for the Golden State Warriors yeah. now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of uh, a lot of rhetoric as well around Steph Curry has never been an NBA Finals MVP. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one where Iggy got it. There was a little bit of. Uh, Conjecture, I suppose, around that. Uh, we saw what he can do in the first quarter of this game one. Does Steph go out there and fulfil his dynasty? Uh, you know, his 
destiny. His destiny. Thank you. Thank you. I knew what you got. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. We're only an hour in, and I've yeah. fucked up a uh, thing. Major <laughs> on the end of the table. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, does does Steph does Steph go out there and and just go mental and? Well, I think it's his name into history being a finals yeah. MVP, I've, which I've, he hasn't been able to do just yet. Mm. I think that with what the Celtics want to do, mm. that's what Golden State don't want to rely on. They want, they want the team game. They, yeah. they want yeah. to have three guys scoring 20. Exactly, yeah. yeah. they don't. If they have to rely on you know Curry to score 30-plus, 40 points, exactly, to keep them in a game, mm. then that plays, I think, well to what the Celtics are going to want to do. Because yep. so they, they know that's yep. a lot easier for us to defend because yep. we know exactly what you're yep. going to be doing. You're going to be feeding how, him. How to give Curry 30-odd points if it means that we're shutting down. And especially, and especially oh, this... Oh, sorry, Thompson, yeah. Especially this playoff series where... The, I hate to say it, but the one-man teams in in the Yarnises and the Jars, mm-hmm. you know, and the Jimmy Butlers, mm-hmm. they they haven't been able to get there because there's these teams that have weapons on both sides of the ball and are you know are able to have three or four guys guys go out there and and really contribute yep. rather mm-hmm. than being so dependent on one guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what unfolds. Uh, yeah. I, I really well, we I look, like this as a finals matchup. I agree because yeah. I was going to say Golden yeah. State though as a comparison aren't just the one man. They've got a one man awesome dude, but of they've course. got a, they've got others there <laughs> the supporting that supporting cast yeah, exactly. is better so. than a Memphis Grizzly, Grizzlies. Correct, correct. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, shout out, shout when's, when's game two? Time. When's game two? It should tomorrow, be tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, our time, Sunday night, their time. It will be 10, 11 a.m. Uh, Australian Eastern. Back in Boston? They go back or they no, go two? No, so, so they go two, two. two in San Francisco, two in Boston, and then it'll be one, one, one. 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 Yep. yep. So yep. Uh, obviously the Celtics have given themselves a massive advantage by winning that, mm-hmm. that away mm-hmm. Uh, fixture, yeah, mate. If they get all the, the momentum, or if they go out and win tomorrow, and it's two zip, and then they get to go back to Boston, yeah, who would who would have thunk it? Uh, Celtic sweep is on the table. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. no, like everyone looking at this series was kind of like, well, you know, Celtic's going to be under un, underdogs. Uh, yeah. Warriors hit those first two games at home. Well, it's going to be hard for for Boston, mate. The pressure is fucking on. My well, per, yeah. my personal opinion, I think the Warriors. Make amends, and I think this. I think we see a Warriors win tomorrow, and I think we'll be talking mm. about this series being being tied up at, at one apiece. Yeah, let, let, let's hope it yeah. goes deep. I think it's going to go deep. Do you reckon uh, it will yeah, go seven? Ooh, I, <laughs> I think it could. Like it, you go back and forth on the defensive versus offensive battles is what mm. we're talking about here, mm. and yeah. the back and forth on the strategies. I think yes, you can steal games going back and forth, and it wouldn't surprise me if it tied up. And and, so, yeah. and especially you know thinking of that Celtics Heat series where the home yeah. court advantage wasn't the the be all end all. There was a lot of wins uh, for for the op, you know the. The uh, visiting side, so be yeah. interested to see how it unfolds. It's it's a good final series. Obviously, two storied franchises. You know, the Celtics, the most successful side in the Eastern Conference ever, yep. and the the more recent dynasty uh, yeah. in the Warriors. So, I suppose you know, in terms of getting new blood out there, you've kind yep. of got these two. Uh, successful franchises going at it, but uh, I, I like I, I kind of like the, the the juxtaposition as well of of an old franchise in the Celtics, you know, yeah. going against this this you know ten years ago you said oh the Golden State Warriors <laughs> who the fuck are the Golden State Warriors ten years yeah, ago yeah. and now you think oh the Golden State Warriors yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, there is the, the Celtics Premier, <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yep. so so it's cool I, I I just hope for for a long series and uh and yeah. and some close games definitely yeah. did you see uh to speak about how fucked the internet is 
Did you see the... Uh, that 99% of it is <laughs> yeah. pornography and uh, people getting their heads chopped off. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Uh, Sometimes internet, in the same video. Yeah, the internet was created for, uh, for pornography, <laughs> yes. No, but did you see that um, Tayton had... Uh, he texted Kobe before Game 7 to mm-hmm. say, I've got you today. Mm-hmm. And then... Because, uh, of course, he's not going to get a response, but the, the internet, of course, is, uh, Photoshop, respond. has photoshopped it to say he got a response saying Golden State 4-1. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's fucked." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose with Photoshop, you can you can do yeah. whatever. It's mm. interesting. Yeah, Tatum was wearing uh, the, yeah, you know, the, the, co- the, the Kobe twenty three. Yeah, yeah, the the Kobe wisp <laughs> Can't say can't say my R's anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, I was going to comment you on your work, use of juxtaposition before, but thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. All I've got to do but with is the wristband. I don't think I can the do that anymore. All I've got to do is be able to uh, talk English for three hours, <laughs> and uh, you know, without <laughs> without saying wist. And uh, it mate, is your dynasty, all right? Yeah, it is my dynasty, <laughs> Destiny. Luke. All right, no, fucking. Uh, that's, that's two that's weeks in a good row dribble. with a Star Wars reference. Survival <laughs> <laughs> of the Dog a few weeks. Was it last week or yes, a few weeks? Yeah, it was last week. See, very bad. That's a bit of chat. Uh, All right. Too funny. Too Boys, funny. back from nerdy Star Wars references and unable uh, to say R, uh, <laughs> what do we think? Do we see the Warriors coming back from this? They, yes. Yeah. And they who, they so should. yes, but who wins? Not sure. Ooh. So, yeah, like I was saying, I think we could get to 3-3 three, three and then see mm. what game seven turns up. Monks? Yeah. Um, I, I still like the Celtics. Um, but I mean, yeah, the pressure is all on uh, the Warriors to win this next I game. I think Bookie's probably got Warriors there. Can you chase that up with a with a one nil advantage, and then with the next, you know, game three and game four, probably being in Massachusetts. Sleep. I I think the Celtics have to be favourites, and I I I think you'd the, think that, but I think that's the 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 prevalence of the the names in the other squad is potentially why they're sure sure still have good value. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna side with Max and. We don't have a Desmond here with no with no steam or, or Macca. We've got three on the panel, so that means So I have to be the evil one on Pick Golden you, State, do I? You can be you can be <laughs> Doctor Evil. One million dollars. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna go Celtics uh, break break the dynasty, obviously two years off, but uh, I think I think the Celtics um, So I am assuming that's probably gonna say Boston's favourite tomorrow being in Boston. No, tomorrow's in Don is Oh I was gonna say sorry, three, yeah, ter- yes. so game two, three two, game two, two. Yeah. Yep, yep sorry. Should listen to you when you tell me things. Desmond two 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 one one one. Yep. Yep. Let's try and make so, sure. So I outright betting right. sports bet down under here have uh, the Boston Celtics at a dollar and fifty eight cents with Golden State Warriors at two dollars forty. So mm-hmm. you can jump yep. on that if uh, if you like. Uh, Steph and Co to go out and do what they do and win mm-hmm. rings. I think it's gonna be hard. I think it's gonna be hard for them. But if anyone, if any team can They're do very it, talented. if anyone's mm. been there, yes, it's yeah. uh, it's definitely the Golden State Warriors. Can't wait for Game Two tomorrow. Wait, you said Boston or? I yeah, said Boston. two two Bostons okay. here. Yep. No, I meant is in the betting. Yeah, it's yeah Boston a dollar fifty eight. Yeah, all right. right. Yes, which Just to our American viewers probably means sweet fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just slapping. That's all good. <laughs> Uh, and speaking of meaning sweet fuck all to any American listener, <laughs> let's talk about some Australian rules football. Yep. Round 12, uh, the first of the bye round, so now we've got three rounds where there's only six games of footy. Yep. It is better than the state of origin affected rugby league games where mm-hmm. you only get four games. Uh, I was looking at looking at the fixtures for this weekend and I, th- I thought, oh, geez, no St. George Dragons, no Carlton Blues. What am I going to do with myself? <laughs> 
turns out a little bit of interest around you know the wide world of sports there's mm-hmm. always something to mm-hmm. do there's always something something happening Friday night Geelong uh, get the victory against the Western Bulldogs by 13 points there at Marvel the big story I suppose Bailey Smith hot boy Bailey Smith the the sickest yep. mullet in the mm. AFL headbutts Zach Tui gets two weeks. There was definitely intent. It wasn't accidental. How bad was this? Like a Zidane, or is this like a no, 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 okay. <laughs> no not quite Zidane, who was channeling his inner uh, Jurassic Park. You know, the, those <laughs> dinosaurs that just butt heads. You know, yeah, yeah. or uh, his inner Homer Simpson when he starts. You know, headbutting the the dude, the safari dude. Uh, yeah. No, this was a, like a little, an old Liverpool kiss kind of. You know, you, you get in in each other's grill, and it's just a little, you know, yeah. just a little follow through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did see um, promos for the Cambozi fight yeah. that he was um, that there was an interview between Cambozi and Bailey Smith, so maybe <laughs> Cambozi gave him a few tips. Maybe uh, I don't know if headbutting is allowed no. in uh, the it's WCF. Not accidental head. It's not, but yeah, <laughs> accidental. Uh, I think our friends at Sportsbet as well were uh, saying the undercard was going to be Bailey Smith and Zach Tui going uh, at each other. They did. They embraced after the game, shook hands, got on with it yeah. like men. Uh, just, but, just a bit of fire that, that uh, you know. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. But it's definitely tempting, but if someone's yelling in your face with that fucking Irish accent, his breath probably stinks <laughs> of whiskey. Uh, <laughs> just to, to give him a little. A was little, it a head little, massage? Like he just come forward and they kept his heads together? together no, it was a head butt. I think it was a little, just a genuine head butt. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks is fair. Two weeks. Tui just gets a fine. But the real winners on the night were the Geelong Cats. Jez Cameron, Jeremy Cameron, booted six. I think he had four in the first quarter. Uh, these two teams, I think Geelong will play finals footy. We've got that big question mark around the Bulldogs this year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, an obvious drop off uh, since last year. But look, we're halfway through. This, we're only halfway through the season. There's plenty of time to turn it around. We'll talk about that battle for that eighth spot uh, yeah, exactly. later in the pod. I was going to say they'll, they'll probably sneak their way into the back end of the, the top eight and may shock some teams in the, in the finals because they've got a great list. It's just. Just for whatever reason, the chemistry is just not putting it together. Nothing better than sneaking your way into the back end. Uh, Adelaide took on the West Coast Eagles oh, yesterday. Nothing in that. Oh, hey, no, no, the second, yeah, the second one. The second one. Yeah. We've got yeah, and 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 mm. um, hams it up a little bit. Didn't cut him or anything. A little bit of madness ensued. It looks worse with the mullet, fl- you know. Yeah, the, the flick back. <laughs> it is a fucking good mullet. He's a hot boy. Yeah. Uh, Adelaide beat West Coast yesterday. Sean's your notes on this one was West Coast suck. Well, I think I, I think I turned it on to see what the score was, and Adelaide were up 30, 30 to nothing, and I was like, "Yeah, West Coast suck." Yeah, and and yeah. then after that, West Coast it was really just that they, first quarter. They tightened it up. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah they've, they're really struggling um, now down there at the bottom of the ladder. So yeah, it'd be. Tough for him to get out. Adelaide looked good. Tex looked like he played well. Yeah, he kicked um, three. Shane McAdam, Darcy Fogarty also His contract three. as well coming up. So Su- I think Suns are interested yes, by, by yes. all accounts. I think he may have said something along the lines of, I want to stay in Adelaide. Uh, it Long was, term there. Yeah, we'll see uh, what, what gets thrown at him. Rory Laird, very good for the crom there with 33 disposals. And but the, but the a fact that... Draw. So go back to West Coast sucking. The fact that Cromer a dollar eleven, uh, which is too short. It's <laughs> yeah, too short. Yeah. So West Coast covered the line in this one. Mm-hmm. Adelaide probably don't play finals footy this year. You no, wouldn't think. Not a top eight. Sorry. West Coast held the line, yeah. uh, which is the first time they've been able to keep the margin under fifty in the last eight games. So again, uh, back to 
the note of West Coast suck. Uh, yeah, fair, fair enough. Then Dire Straits, they're very injured. Bit, a bit old, don't have quality young guys coming through yet. And so, yeah, they're going to have to rebuild and retool. For the first time in a long time, mm. West Coast fans. So, yeah. Can never remember them being bad, ever. No. Uh, any news on Taylor Walker? Um, not just yet. Just chat. No. Just chat. Just, just rumours. Just rumours, apparently. Just cane corns. Yeah, he reckons that there was a lot of chat that he might be moving across to port. But I'd, oh. heard, I'd heard that too. Yeah. No, that's, that's that just, doesn't happen. That's, yeah. that's clickbait. There's that's no way that's baiting. happening. That's cane corn. <laughs> I don't know, remember don't that's corn. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking... There'd be a lot of clubs that would want a, a veteran tour oh, that can kick goals. Yeah, 100%. bloody earth. You know, yes, maybe, I, I maybe you have to manage well. his minutes going forward, but... He's still so good. Still I, good, I wonder if, if the comp, you know the, the on-the-nose comments last year and the suspension uh, plays into... Uh, that hurts his stock? Yeah, definitely. I think some teams will think, no, we, we don't want that, that storyline coming, especially in, you know, True. In, in an era where we, where we have Indigenous round and it's spoken mm. about so much and Collingwood, you know, all their problems with... Uh, alleged racism and, and, you know, Eddie Maguire yeah. losing his job over it. I think a lot of teams would just say, no, we don't want that heat out of, a, out of a 32, 33-year-old. Though mm. if he goes out, he won't win the Coleman, but if he goes out, finishes the top five in the Coleman, you kind of go, hmm, do I weigh that risk and get a guy that's going to kick us a fuckload of goals and potentially yeah. help us win a premiership? Yeah, interesting, interesting. <laughs> Can you uh, get up the what? Coleman as we talk about the Gold Coast uh, Suns beating mm-hmm. the Kangaroos. The Roos, they started well. They Speaking won. Speaking teams that suck. Won the first quarter. One is definitely well, pretty sucking in here. Well, one's pretty. <laughs> one's seeming to be pretty good. Yeah, well, have you seen all the chats about, you know, the potential trade for Jason and, uh, you know, him move going anywhere, essentially. I've seen Horn, so Horn Francis. That, yeah, that I've, is, yeah. I've seen so many, like, fake trades being thrown out of yes. him moving on. Uh, again, rumours, clickbait. Uh, does he want to go back to South Australia? Yeah, is, is a lot of the... Port um, Adelaide. Again, going back to Port Adelaide, they, of course, want mm-hmm. someone in the mm-hmm. forward line. So, yep. Was, is he just doing the old, oh, I'm not happy here, pay me <laughs> kind of chat? He well, did. He did limp off also, as well in, yeah. in, in this one. Gold Coast won this pretty handily. Uh, the Ruse, they, they started well, but they, they didn't show up for quarters two and four. They were scoreless in the second and only kicked two points in the fourth. How about these 13 different goal scorers for the Suns? We spoke about the Western Bulldogs, where they have 16 a few weeks ago. 13 for the Gold Coast Suns. Only Sam Day and Isaac Rankin kicking two. Sam Day, his first game back for the Suns in quite some time. He did a knee last year and then a foot after that. Uh, maybe some... Sort of speculation as to is he in the Suns' best 22 uh, with Levo Casbolt sort of being resurgent in his career. Uh, poor fella, he's had a rotten, rotten run. Uh, I don't think he's completed a full 22 games ever in, in his career. Um, he's had shoulder problems, uh, knee, ankle, the rest of it. But good to see him out there and kicking two. Now, what wasn't good to see was Lockie Weller. Uh, he went. There was only like five games left, uh, five minutes left in the game. Rather suspected ACL. It looked bad. It was the old non-contact, no one around kind of sniper situation. Yeah, yeah they usually end up being ACLs, unfortunately. So he, I imagine, be getting his scans today or tomorrow. Uh, let's hope it's not uh, season ender for Lockie Weller. The Suns they improved to six and six 
They're four from their last five. They have the buy next week, uh, and it'll be the Ruse battling that West Coast Eagles for the spoon, I believe. They play GWS at Marvel next week. They are only ahead of West Coast uh, by one and a half percentage points. Percentages? Percent- I don't know what the... Um <laughs> one and a half percent? Yeah, one and a half percent. There you go. That'll work. <laughs> Good enough, good enough. Yeah. Now, let's talk about some good football. Yeah, the game of the week, uh, the game of the round. uh, Sydney upsetting the Melbourne Demons uh, at the MCG. The Ds, they started hot in the first quarter, uh, and then the Swans sort of came back um, to have a two point lead. At the half. It's good to see a young Swans team grind out a football game. Without Buddy. Without Buddy, yes. So we were asking asking last week. Big question last week. Are they too reliant on Lance Buddy Franklin, Lance of a thousand goals fame? Uh, As per Adam Cooney, he said uh, they are too reliant on Buddy Franklin. Well, they just went out uh, away and beat the defending Mm. premiers without Buddy Franklin. So Mm. I suppose, uh, you know, Adam Cooney... He's got a brown low. He's a, fir- <laughs> he's a he's a first overall draft pick, but I think he may may have dropped the ball on this one. Uh, the Swans yeah. go out and make a statement. No, we aren't that reliant on Buddy Franklin. We can win without yeah. him. Logan McDonald, the young nineteen year old, he stepped up with three. Sam Reid, yeah, he, uh, he's also the one. Had three. He's the one. The, the passing of the baton, the yeah, proverbial exactly. baton. Uh, Swans have the bye next week. The do's that the the do's the d's <laughs> the d's have lost two. On the trot. Well, th- they're they're zero and two underneath Albanese so far. So that's that's, that's been the chat this week. The Albanese, eh? <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting. Change uh, of PM, and they've gone from good to bad. I so. hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. They have lost two in a row for the first time since mid. 2020. Yeah. Good for the comp. This is good for the comp, I believe. I think two weeks yeah. ago it was kind of like, you know, Melbourne in the AFL, Penrith in the NRL. You're kind of thinking who can beat these teams, and then you know, Frio and the Swans go out, and they say, look, yeah. there's a few other other sides that Don't you need to us. have. Yeah, exactly. You need to have in your premiership, uh, you know, con- contenders. Well, and uh, and so, Melbourne so have lost two in a row. So the top four, then there's only one Victorian team, yeah. We're talking Freo, yep. Brisbane, and Sydney. Yes. Yeah. So St Ooh, Kilda and Carlton and fun. Geelong all sitting out. No, Geelong as, it, sta- as, Geelong it, stands. as it stands. As it stands. stands. Okay. Uh, actually, no, no, that will that will stand because St Kilda have the buy. So Geelong will finish yep. round twelve in the top four. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. True. Interesting. Interesting. No, I'm just. Just thinking, close think spitballing, spitballing. Close. Thinking about think about finals coming. Well, it might not happen now. It's like some of those teams kind of showing their their wares. Sydney build it, beating Melbourne is a good way to signal your intentions for the, for the final series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just interesting to see what happens coming forward. Massey Gorn, uh, he did his best efforts last night. Uh, how about this for a stat line? Eighteen kicks, ten handballs. That's twenty eight disposals out of your ruckman. Nine marks, 30 hit-outs, three sausage rolls. Uh, they play Collingwood next week uh, on the Queen's birthday mm-hmm. Monday. Uh, the big freeze has been a staple in um, yep. the AFL fixtures now for quite some time. Uh, expect him to go well against the Collingwood Magpies without Brody Grundy. Yes, Speaking yes, of yeah. Collingwood, they currently lead... Hawthorne by 17 points in a wet... Yeah, it looks like it's raining. Oh, it looks very wet. Where, there. Are, they, where are they playing? Uh, it's the MCG there, back. Yeah. Yep. 
they that Rain is in Melbourne. That is third quarter. Yeah, well, it's raining everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's raining. <laughs> Oh, it's fucking cold here. That's probably the difference. Sure yeah. is. Tell now, me about it. Now, we have a log jam for that eighth spot. So, as it yeah. stands, the Bulldogs have eighth. If the Pies go on to, to win this, they have that 17-point lead. They will jump uh, into that eighth spot. Uh, the Dogs, Tigers, Suns, Pies are currently on 24 points. Mm. Frio Brisbane, uh, that will be the Sunday night game. Well, our time, Sunday Arvo, over there in the West. Massive, massive game. That is two versus three. Uh, the Lockie Neal Bowl, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of talk about Nat Fife uh, making his uh, AFL return. He played in the Waffle yesterday yeah. for the Peel did, Thunder. Did you see he was signing autographs at three-court time? <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got mobbed. It was, it was Lance Franklin kicks, kicks a thousand <laughs> scenes there as Peel Thunder beat Subiaco by four points. Yeah, uh, It was also, yeah. I saw the photo of uh, the Peel Thunder debutantes getting around as well. Three three young blokes, you, you know, yeah. getting into their, their first Waffle game and that five. Let's <laughs> yeah. hope the young bloke goes okay. He did okay. He, uh, he had 24 disposals. Uh, in their six-point win. Um, you'd imagine lines up for Fremantle next week. I'd say so, mm. if he's healthy. And th- like we've been talking, potentially they could just manage him a little bit. He doesn't need to play a full <laughs> game straight away, work him back in there. But I, I think it makes more sense, uh, instead of trying to throw him out against the Lions for a very competitive game, you... Throw him to the Lions. I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, so, well, who do they play <laughs> next week? Do they have a little bit of a nicer match? They play Hawthorne, Hawthorne next yeah, that's, week. That's a nicer matchup for them. Get him in there. Get him some game time. Maybe not play a full game and no, see how it goes. Yeah, sixty yep. percent on on the ground, seventy percent, something like that. Yeah, easy, easy done. Yep. Max, the uh, Coleman Medal count has got a new leader yep. with yep. Charlie Kerno having the week off. Uh, Jez Cameron. That's it. Yeah, Jez Cameron. He's taking the lead with thirty eight goals. Um, Kerno's just behind him on thirty seven. So you'd probably expect him to take that back over. Um, Next game, uh, and then, yeah, Tom Hawkins thirty three, Max King at thirty two, and finishing out the top five, we've got Tom Lynch at thirty one. Interesting, two cats, one and three, the twin towers mm. there with the Tomahawk and Jez Cameron. Well, they are an older team, so they might slightly play an older brand of football as well, more traditional in that way. It's pretty good. It's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like getting goals. It's not getting goals. It's yeah. not like West Coast old. No, no. <laughs> I think they showed before Scott Penembury and this got uh, 9,000 disposals as well. Joined the oh. 9,000 club. It's over 9,000! I was waiting for one of you to do that, to quote it. So I, don't even, I didn't even really watch that uh, show, but I, I know that one. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows, knows that one. <laughs> so, so, yeah, bit of an interesting stat there for a long time, Pi. Let's talk mm. some rugby league. <laughs> We need to get uh, the actual sound. I think you do a pretty good job. You reckon? Yeah, I quite enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. That Uh, and the final rounds on point. Cheers, cheers. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Peter Valandis, he is on the panel. Pepsi's just like, fuck, i got a compliment. I've never had Valandis before. (laughs) (laughs) All I say, say, my nose is so big and my dick is so small. (laughs) My calves are so tiny. My calves are so so puny. I was copping calf chat on Friday night. Shout shout out to Luke Andrea, good good mate of mine. Yeah, getting stuck into Pepsi's calves. They're the hardest muscle to grow, bro. They're the hardest muscle to grow. (sighs) Too funny, yeah. Speaking yeah. of uh, small cars, Peter Valentis. <laughs> <laughs> never seen his cars in yeah, my life. Horseman. 
Yeah, definitely big schnoz on it. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to be on a panel to select the Australian team. Is this a good idea uh, considering, I you know, we it. struggle uh, pronouncing names here on the on the Esky, <laughs> but uh, I can say Josh Alleyway and, uh, and, and Peter. Uh, yeah, you can say Josh. He couldn't do that. He, he struggled with the Josh. <laughs> yes, he did. Poor he big didn't even big say Lynch. Josh. He, look, he did a lot through the COVID era. I, I, get, I, through and I guarantee, yada, 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 yada. I guarantee yeah. the teleprompter dude fucked him on that one. He's just mm. like, fuck you, bitch. I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, <forgot laughs> go fuck yourself, San Diego. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's, an inter- it's an interesting idea. That I think it's a, uh, a th- like a. Um, there's three groups involved in it. So I think there's players and representatives in one, and then there's coaching sort of committee in one, and then he is kind of the face for the NRL as the other part, and this is the the selection group that's going to pick the Australian squad. I guess from his perspective, it's like getting the you know the clean whistles and the blue collar. That's what he that's what he wants to represent the Australian squad. So you know, Cam Munsters of the world probably <laughs> he might be uh, have a. You know, you might get two two of those groups to pick him, but they were like, "Nah, I don't want him because he's not clean enough for me." So well, yeah, uh, that's that's the issue that you probably yeah. have with him, like having the I guess chairman of the uh, commission saying, "No, nah, I don't want that guy." Is it's fucking it's, dumb. It's, it's so dumb. <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb. It's, it's dumb, probably not going to matter because we should still win all, <laughs> yeah. all games. We just, but, yeah. yeah, but you know, you should have uh, Scott Morrison on the under 12s uh, soccer <laughs> panel to, to pick the best under 12s that don't fall on the other ones. No, uh, I was gonna the comparison is he should pick the Socceroos team. That's what we're getting at. Uh, <laughs> this is so dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Why? Why would a guy that has no experience in you know, rugby league outside of being a fan have any opinion. Yeah. Why should three morons that have never played rugby league <laughs> give, give their opinion on the internet? I think that's a, a less dumb of an idea than Peter Volandis <laughs> being yeah. on the selection panel for the Kangaroos. Because the only reason he would be making selection is based on business and, you know, the the uh, sellability of the thingy is not a fucking word but being able to <laughs> yeah being a, the the ability to to sell the game i knew it was an ability or something marketability yeah. counting on the end um so that's that's what he would be picking players on he's not picking them on stats and skills and um fits and chemistry and but when whatever. you want to win a world cup it, it, will it matter <laughs> Australia A could probably still win the World Cup. <laughs> yes, and also, how much of this is ritualistic? Yeah, he's on the selection panel. Yeah. Is he the one out yeah. there that's got to you know choose between uh, a Daniel Tupo and a Josh Addo car? Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, is Mal mm-hmm. still the Australian coach? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. So, yep. so he's probably going to have uh, I don't know Mal. He's probably going to have the Origin guys in, from different camps in there. So he'll he'll be sitting in the corner while these guys probably make all the decisions. And mm. as long as they don't pick one he doesn't like, he'll probably keep quiet. So yep. yeah, let's hope that's the way it goes. Otherwise, it seemed dumb. Does seem dumb. Uh, the Parramatta Eels they're on a buy this weekend, but Ryan Madison uh, he in, in uh, the chat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Monks, if you wouldn't mind just uh, seeing what the latest is on Ryan Madison. He's set to make his Blues debut mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. Uh, not many people had him in, in their no. teams. A, a little bit of, of a bolter. Uh, definitely does a lot of hard work. Definitely good rig. Good rig. Um, so, what, what's the go with him? Uh, the, the Finns are after him? I, I think there was like a three-year deal on the table that he was going to pick. Like, if... I think it was basically done deal, it's going to happen. We'll sign this contract. 
and he'll go join the Dolphins. And the Dolphins' forward pack is looking very good if he does. Yeah, yeah. They've definitely got some talent in that forward pack. Maybe a bit light on in the back line, but yep. um, they did just sign the Bulldogs, um, one of their reserve halfbacks, I think. So to add another name into that, but you know, not, nothing to write home about. Oh, they got. Do they get Jeremy Marshall King? Yes. The hooker. 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 Okay, yep. there you go. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, they added him. Um, but, yeah, sounds like this was going to happen, potentially going to be announced in the week, and the Eels said, hold on a minute. Um, do, do you want four years? We'll give you an extra year and uh, 2.5 mil. So I think he's now weighing up his options of does he stay, does he go. Um, if the deals are comparable, one seems a bit longer. Uh, and money-wise, then, yeah, we'll have to see. But... Of course, getting another Origin player. That was the chat. Can I pick another Origin player for the Dolphins? Um, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, bidding war, perhaps? Maybe. Over, over matter? You'd think, you'd think the Finns would want to keep some money and try to get something, something in the back line. Yeah, that's, the, that's one. <laughs> mm. um, or if, if they can get something, you know, any of the other guys potentially available in that back line. Because, yeah, that's, that's where they're light on at the moment. As Monks chases up the latest news in that one, maybe we talk about the Cowboys, Todd? Yep. Cowboys, they're looking pretty good. Uh, they uh, Even without the origin stars. Yeah. So they won Thursday night against the Titans, 32-6 to at Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, the uh, Cows ended up having four guys uh, out mm-hmm. to origin. So Valentine Holmes, Ruben Cotter, and Jeremiah Nanai. Yep. And then Tom Dearden is the 18th man, so he missed out. Uh, on this game, uh, Murray Tulangi and Hamiso Tabuai Fido, they played despite being in the origin camp. The yeah. Hammer, he scored two meat pies, but it was a Jason Tamalello show. He was back um, and, and playing his, his best footy. Not that he's missed anything. He, he's back, I suppose, uh, compared to 2021 Tamalolo. 29 tackles, six tackle busts, three offloads, 207 run metres. Scott Drinkwater was good again for the Cows. Uh, a bit of a bounce back after, um, you know, not not looking like uh, the Cowboys uh, that we've seen the last few weeks in uh, in getting hammered by Penrith last week. Uh, they, they seem like the real deal, don't they? Definitely. Uh, Titans. Titans are Titans. Um, they've kind of <laughs> fallen, uh, fallen to the wayside uh, and, you know, not, not a lot of people paying attention to them, unfortunately. And, mm. yeah, they're in dire straits. Um, I think uh, Cam- – did Campbell get injured in this game or last week? They, no, Cam – it was this, this – yeah. Yeah, he, he got injured as well and think recurring hamstring yeah, problems we, for him. You don't want uh, – yeah, so Dave Fafita also unavailable. Uh, Big Tino, of course, didn't play for Origin. But Origin, but then a, f- a few guys that had kind of – were Origin Smokies in, in Mo uh, Fotowaka, uh, Jared Wallace, they, yeah. they both played. Um, Brimson, so yeah. yeah. AJ Brimson played, playing six. Titan, I don't know. Titans. The Titans, for seeing how bad they're going and how they've their poor form in the last, not just this year, but last year as well, um, and um, uh, Holbrook, their coach, just getting a solid pass. No, no chat about him. Everyone's on the Mike McGuire and uh, getting stuck in a match. And, mm. um, well, you already saw uh, Trent Barrett getting the axe, but mm. no one talks about the Titans head coach. Dire straights, mate. Mm. The Sultans of Swing. It's good to see... Well, Brisbane Brisbane Cowboys both still in the top four. 
Well, they slide out last week. Well, Brisbane are on a bye, but you get two points, so they should... Yeah. Considering where they were last year and where they are now. Yeah, so as it stands, yeah. North Queensland, 18 points, third. Brisbane, 16 points uh, in fourth. And they'll probably stay there because they'll, they'll get the bye. The Eels have got the bye. Roosters got to play a Raiders, so they win that. So they'll probably be in, a, in the same spot they are now. Two teams that no one thought would uh, be sitting third and fourth at the start of the year, that's for sure. Not at all, yeah. Any any news on Matto? Um, yeah, no. So the Eels, yeah, did have that um, table to deal for two point five mil contract mm-hmm. um, with him. Um, nothing else really. I think if it's a four year deal, what's the average on that? Someone do some quick math. Quick math. Uh, well, two and a half by two, yeah, is one point two five by two again is six hundred and something. Let's go seventy odd. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then yeah, just off the back of that, also with Monster, I think he came out. Um, probably under, that's probably yeah. unders. Do you reckon? Yeah, well, can look at some of the deals the other second rows that played David, Origin are getting. They've so. forfeited one point mm. two mil. Yeah, well, what's Tyson Frizzell getting at Newcastle? I think he's getting seven hundred plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a shout. As a and and, Mad- and Madison has a versatility that that you know possibly a Tyson Frizzell doesn't have. You could, you know, yeah, you could name him. Maybe, maybe as a as a six, you could you could maybe chuck him in the centres. They wouldn't do that to him, would they? Uh, <laughs> he's a good utility player. I think that's why. <laughs> well, considering what they've got invested already in the, I'm talking about the Dolphins invested in the forward line. They wouldn't think of signing him and potentially turning him into a into a backline player. No. Nah. Well, mm. interesting as well because. They signed you and Aiken last week as well, yep. and a lot of chat that he might have to go back to the centres. They don't have a full roster yet. Let's wait. Yeah. Wait yep. until they get some more numbers there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just back on Munster. He said as long as um, Bellyache's still at the Storm, he's going to be playing with them. So yeah, he hasn't signed anything though. Hasn't signed anything. But if they offer him a half a million that's a dollar contract and they're yeah. the Dolphins <laughs> are going one point two, he's like, oh, ah, yeah. Wayne's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. I'll tell you right now, boys, <laughs> our friendship is not worth 700 grand. I'd sign straight away. I'd say, where, where you're do staying I with the OT podcast? <laughs> no, nope, I'd say if you're going to pay me 700 grand more, I'd say nice to know you, boys. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's exchange emails, etc. Uh, I thought I'll it wasn't about the money. <laughs> <laughs> no loyalty. That's what the oldies say these days. There's no loyalty left in this game. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, you guys used to have to be like plumbers and electricians and shit. And... Go play footy. That's when there was loyalty. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, so the other, the next game, uh, Panthers uh, reserve squad beat the Bulldogs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> seven seven players on Origin duties yeah. for the Penrith Panthers. Appy Corusau did play coming back from camp. Uh, I think the Panthers were a dollar thirty here to to beat uh, Canterbury with essentially a reserve grade side. They did get the job done, thirty to eighteen. The big talking point, I suppose, was Josh Adokar. He had mm. a bit of a blinder, two meaties, 172 run metres, four tackle busts after... For a winger? <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. After, after um, a notable omission from the Blues side. Yeah. Wasn't this one? Yeah, well, let's, if we talk, we're going to talk about the snub now or the game. We, talk about the snub. Talk snub. about the snub. So yeah. I, th- I think we covered it pretty well in our preview for the teams that... Mm. Uh, potentially they'd want to go more size 
um, on the wing and Adokar was the one that missed out. But you think of the job he's done for New South Wales, the fact I think yep. he's one try off being the leading try scorer for New South Wales as well. Yep. Um, yes, he's been playing on the Bulldogs squad and them and the Tigers. I don't think have had origin players for five to six years. But he's still... Um, I think he was like sixth in try scored. He's still scoring tries. He's still with – like his numbers are still within the top ten across the board for wingers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still doing well, but he's just in a shit side. Of course, he's not going to get as much ball in a shit side playing on the wing. You either, can only so. be as good as the guys inside you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he could still do a job for you in origin. And I, th- I th- The more I thought on it, the more I thought, yeah, I'm, I think it was a bit harsh to leave out Okara, but I can mm. understand the reason. I think it's going to suck for the Bulldogs trying to attract talent in the future, mm. especially if you're a you know, fringe origin player. and you, Outside back. Yeah, outside back and going to get paid going there and then next minute you're not even uh, involved in the, the conversation mm. for origin. Because yeah. he's not even in the squad. Like, uh, wasn't reserve, you know, backline no, player. No, yeah, all. nothing. Yeah. yeah, nothing. So, yeah, I think it's a bit rough on Adokar, but hey, it's nature of the game. Um, the, did, the wingers, I think, are probably one of the ones that pro do get changed a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more expendable, yeah, perhaps. I was going to say, yeah, you probably still see him play at least one game this series, you'd think. Yep. Well, That's also well, the chat. We'll, we'll yeah. have to see how game one goes. But if Toto and Tupo don't get hurt and, and New South Wales wins, which everyone's expecting happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, if Cobbo gets a hat-trick going against uh, Daniel Tupo, they might be like, yeah, we're going to change you out. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it, could, it could all very depend on what happens. If they win 40 nothing, it won't matter. Other car's not getting a run. We will know <laughs> Wednesday night yes. how that unfolds. Uh, Penrith still getting the job done in this one. Uh, dogs reeling uh, down towards the bottom of the table. Are they mm. last or Tigers? No, I think... They've, 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 they've no, the taken bull- ownership of the spoon? The Bulldogs are last, I yep. am pretty sure. Um, they are on four points. Yep. Titans. Game. Titans are at Ti- yeah, six. Yeah, t- Titans. Six points uh, with yeah, with that loss, actually Tigers, dropped yeah. below the West Tigers. Go back to my chat about get at the, the Titans head coach. <laughs> Why is he getting a solid pass? Probably because he's in the Gold Coast and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't make heads, sell headlines in Sydney, unfortunately. Uh, headlines that do sell in Sydney, uh, Manly mm. get a big win yeah. over the Warriors. Warriors, another team kind of reeling at the moment. Uh, with I think they've guys, lost five in a row. Yeah, with guys leaving. Mm. Um, I think, did you see Reese Walsh's comments uh, post-game that right, yeah. a lot of guys need to have a look in the mirror? Like, do yeah. they really need to? Really? You know, are they out here playing... Their best footy are they playing for the team, etc. Mm-hmm. Considering he's what nineteen, <laughs> the, mm. the young guy at the club, it's yeah, yeah some stark comments um, for the Warriors. Uh, they're getting absolutely pumped uh, by the Manly team who were down one turbo, but Jake Turbo uh, was in this. Another one of those guys that uh, mm. got snubbed, snubbed. Yeah. Uh, from the Origin team. Do you see his post-match presser? He is legitimately the best bloke in the world. Oh yeah, played out of his skin, and they asked him, you know, are oh, we? You know, what were your feelings about getting admitted from the, the blue side? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, it was disappointed. Oh, I was disappointed, but I'm proud that I got to captain my club, mm-hmm. you know, at home, Manly Junior. Yep. You know, nothing bad to say about anyone or anything. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is he their captain week in, week out? No, Daly Chelly. Yeah, yeah, that's what... Yeah. Yeah. Hence him, get, yes. okay, hence him getting the, the, the captaincy. Yeah, DC captain should have been. Mm. Ruben Garrick out of his skin, uh, two tries, eight goals. Yeah, couldn't couldn't miss a conversion. No, nah. 
Absolutely unbelievable scenes there for Manly. And the 4pm game should be pretty close to, to kicking off, off yeah. here between the Raiders and the Chooks there at Bruce Stadium. You shouted yeah. out, Jared Croker, a beer, yeah, uh, yeah, poor yeah. fella. Yeah. Possibly season um, done, possibly career done. Um, wishing him all the best yeah. with, this, with his rehab. Definitely, definitely. This will be an interesting football game because I think, uh, well, both, both teams, their two best players are on origin duties. So. Tedesco, Whiten, both gone. I, can, I won't say Daniel Tupa's second best player plays for the Roosters, <laughs> but they're also missing, so they got two out as well. Uh, but they are missing Teddy being their, their big one. Well, Lindsay, Lindsay Collins as well. He, did he get in the squad? Did he make Queensland team? I um, don't think he did. I don't think yeah, he, f- 15. Yeah. Was, okay, yeah. on the bench. So Lindsay Collins as well, that's a big out. Um, Papali's probably the big one, of course, for the Raiders with Jack mm. also in the New South Wales team. So, yeah, interesting game of footy. We'll see what happens with the, the shuffle basically across the board for the spines. Um, Do you reckon yeah, that's so. an equal, equaliser in any way? Could be. Yeah, see, I reckon so. Yeah, the Roosters haven't been there at their best and they've been up and mm. down with uh, chemistry. So Teddy's a big out, man. Like, mm-hmm. like he does a lot for him. Who, who's playing one for them? Is it is Manu. Joe? Manu, yeah. Manu goes to one. Oh, Manu goes to one. So Momorowski and Kevin Nakwama in uh, the centres there. What about you? Didn't Justice Hawali make in the, yeah, the, so the Origin I, squad for 20? Yeah, he was in the squad. Is he playing? He, he, I don't think he was in the 18, so no, he, he'll be the, playing for the Roosters. Uh, is he oh, playing for the Roosters is yeah, what he I'm was at, Sorry, he's outside of the 18, yeah, which cool. means they're free to be released to play this week. Yeah, and that would be an experience-based oh, yeah. thing, I think. You know, getting a young fella in that probably will play a lot of origin football moving forward. Uh, yeah, but there's probably a lot of other young blokes in the comp that have been performing better of yeah, late. The bloke's 19. Also true, but... Like, uh, it's, you know, and and, and name base. You know, there's so much. Oh, Sawali is the next big big thing. It's yeah, like a young Sunny Bill. Go, go back to stories coming out of Sydney headlines. That is the big one. So yeah. he gets he gets a lot of media attention for that very reason. Sawali is named on the wing. Yep. Yeah, you're playing on the wing. Uh, Origin teams. So let's give a quick preview mm-hmm. of. Um, Wednesday night. We did talk Keep about that up on the big screen. We did we did talk about uh, the snubs. Um, so I think the the interesting things team wise uh, was Whiten to start in the centres. Yep. And Ben Hunt to start as hooker for Queensland. So do you want to run through your thoughts on New South Wales starting squad? Uh, pretty much as expected. Uh, I think we had Ado Carr in our our team. Tupu obviously getting that spot in the wing. Katoni Stag's going to make his origin debut. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been big on Katoni Stags. I've been big on Katoni Stags uh, in the last month in this lead up. Um, Jack mm-hmm. Wyden getting the starting centre role with Stephen Crichton as the 14. Perhaps a little bit of, of a surprise. Head, head scratcher, but I think, uh, do you think it's maybe a bit more of cover for the debutant? So instead of having two starting debutants in your centres, you just have one. Yep. And Jack, who has played Origin, of course, off the bench. And been good. And been good. Has played mm-hmm. centre in the past, so he can probably fit in a role there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you can bring Crichton in later in the game. So I'd expect maybe Jack will play 60 in this one. And, yeah, Crichton will maybe play 20. Or they might find a role for Crichton somewhere else on the field. I, I think Crichton has to be the true utility. Yes. Which is Which is, which weird. is odd for him for his... Yeah, given that he's probably a true centre and we've yeah. spoken... At length about Whiten's ability to play mm. every position that's not prop. Yeah, I, th- mm. I think it's more coverage for game one, and then game two it'll probably be the other way around. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like get him in there, get him used to it, get him settled in Sydney, and then that'll hopefully give you know the start to Crichton on uh, in Perth when they go across there for game two. I think um, the rest of the side, not not too many head scratches there. Luai and Cleary, they were always going to get the half positions. I think mm -hmm. Payne Haas and Junior Paulo makes sense as the as the props. Damian Cook, you know, we we spoke about Appy Corusau. Would he usurp him? No, I think Cook's last yeah. month. Uh, has been Good. unreal, does things that other, other hookers can't do. Cameron Murray was probably a lock for um, for the 11. Isaiah Yo probably a lock for the 13. Tarek Sims, there was maybe a little bit of chat about has his, his form for the Dragons been good enough, was very, very good in origin last year, can be that yeah. tough enforcer type. Uh, Angus Crichton uh, well, and, and Tyson Frizzell probably unlucky to, um, to, well, to miss and, out there. And Jake Turbo was, was the other one. He yeah. played there last year. So, and but that's the thing about Turbo as well. He's not he's not a true edge back rower. So you've got your your three middles already in well, half. I guess, Paulo, I guess you know, kind of filling that role that you'd think Jake would probably. Yeah, do. And, and Jake Turbo. I think if you look at the team's name for last year, he played. He was listed as starting prop. Yeah. So. Uh, the way that Isaiah Yo's been playing, second in the Dally M, uh, he had to, oh, yeah, yeah. had to be had to be picked to be. as a lock. Yep. Some some uh, interesting uh, kind of tactics with with Stephen Crichton being named as fourteen. I think Liam Martin, we had him in our team, yeah. uh, gets that that edge back rower bench uh, spot. Like to see Regan Campbell Gillard getting an opportunity here with his uh, Parramatta Eels uh, teammate in Ryan Madison. That. Uh, rounds out the, the 17. Nico Hines, probably unlucky uh, to be the 18. Yeah, well, I was looking at that and mm. it was just like, yeah, they've, they've, well, Crichton, they've picked him as the 14. He's mm. going to have to do the job there because um, Nico Hines, you'd think, is, would have more ability to cover more positions. Um, but we've had that chat with, you know, Jack could have filled that role as well. Yeah. And then, yeah, you had Api Colisale, Safidi, the younger Safidi brother, I believe. Yep, yeah, 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 with that Daniel being and, unavailable. And Joseph is the other one. And Joseph Suwali. Yeah, I, I think maybe we've already spoken about Addo Carr and Turbo unlucky. I think Tyson Frizzell may, may be unlucky mm -hmm. as well to, to bust into that New South Wales team. Same. But essentially... Um, you know, outside of, of Addo Car and Turbo, uh, what we expected. Yeah. Do you reckon Frizzell gets a bit of that Addo Car sort of treatment as well with the Knights? At, yeah, at Newcastle. <laughs> Probably with the Knights, yeah. But if you look at his numbers week in, week out, he is a oh, workhorse. 100%. He's fit. He's hard. Um, I suppose, yeah, may, maybe uh, some people would would have him over his ex-teammate in, in Tarek Sims. I almost would, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's tough. You look at you look at any of these guys. There's, there's an argument to be made uh, either either way. Definitely. I think I think Freddie is probably big on on uh, you know the hardness of, of Tarek Sims and and what he gave in the 2021 Origin win yep. for the Blues. Yeah, and what was it? I think we didn't talk about Fanukin missing out, but I think uh, hasn't, hasn't played enough. Yeah, concussions. I don't think he, he's kind of right. He's been excellent for Sharks when he's played, but um, he's been a bit of hit and miss uh, for them. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, I think a good squad. It's not much else to see. You know, of course, they've got the two big outs in Turbo and Latrell, but we'll have to see if Cantoni and Jack can do the job for him. And Sean, uh, you yeah. pretty much nailed this Queensland side. I think. What did you miss? You had 
you had Harry Grant starting over Ben Hunt. Yeah, and I wonder the nine. I wonder if that's a bit of a reward for Ben and what he's been doing, and the fact that Harry didn't play last week as well because he had the the injury to mm-hmm. the. What do you have? A doctor. Groin. Doctor or, uh, was it to the D or is it ab or do? D- double D, double D. Double Daisy Dukes. <laughs> Adductor, the groin, the muscles that bring the legs together. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a bit of cover. Um, and this will be the question, how much game time Ben Hunt plays in this? Does he play the full mm. 60 and it's 20? Or is it more of a, like a 30-minute thing and then they're putting Harry Grant on? Then maybe they shift Harry into the second row and Ben Hunt comes on for the last 10, 15. Yep. Versatility, I think yeah. Ben Hunt, you know, that, that's that's why he, he's named at nine. But mm-hmm. if anything was to go down, he, he could play in the halves. Yeah. He, he, he can give you something else. And, exactly. and, and adds, Harry, adds a kicking game as well, another kicking option from Hooker. Yeah, so, yeah. was very good last year in that, in that game that he played. So I think I then had probably Papali, Capewell and Kafusi as well. Cotter gets the lock. Mm. Um, but it was good to see that the Carrigan and who was the other one there they put on the bench. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I had Lindsay Collins in my starting squad. Uh, so that's why I completely missed that he was 15. Um, but yeah, Carrigan there on the bench was a good get. And then getting the other um, Cowboys second row there too. was. Uh, I think that's a good good solid team. I'd be interested to see some young forwards getting put into that, into that, that squad. Let's see if they can do a job for us. Fair few debutants there, isn't it? So, so Co- Cobbo is a debutant. Uh, Cotter is. Cotter's is, and then Nanai definitely is. Nanai Carrig- Carrigan um, has Carrigan played for. So, so he's a debutant. Yeah. So those six and seventeen would be debutants, and then I think the rest of the debutants came from the the bottom half because mm. like Flegler, Deedon, and Murray all didn't weren't in the squad last year. I don't think. Yeah. Maybe Deedon was in the squad last year. No, I don't think so. Anyways, State of Origin, Wednesday night. State against State, mate against yeah. mate. Can't wait. I assume New South Wales, New South Wales, Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Ma- no Judas a, is here. Massive game, massive game here in Sydney. If, it's uh, a big game considering game two is in Perth. Yeah, exactly. So. If, Ooh, the Blues, yep. if the Blues go out and win this one, uh, you'd think the... The work will be ahead of the Maroons, uh, given the neutral yep. venue for Game Two, and then Game Three being in Queensland. And we, and we confirmed that only played one game in Perth uh, in Origin, and that was a game that they put forty points on Queensland. So, not a great track record off one game <laughs> for Queensland. <laughs> no, <laughs> indeed. Um, just real quick back on Dale Finucane. He's uh, got a knee injury. Maybe we're back for like. To around sixteen, anyway. So uh, there you go. Bang dunk, um, yeah. unavailable. Mm-hmm. Do you want to run us through some news in the NFL? I might go have a quick wee wee. Mm-hmm. Sure. Say hello yeah. in French. Wee wee. Yeah. Todd Carney <laughs> says hi. Wee wee. <laughs> Just don't say hi to yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. Again. Um, not too much happening in the NFL. Uh, it's a bit of quiet. At the moment, it's still a bit quiet. It's it was retirement. It was retirement week. Um, the fact that it was so quiet was uh, we had the the golf match uh, between oh. between uh, Rogers Brady um, taking uh, on Mahomes and Allen? Josh Allen. Uh, Rogers sunk the final putt to win. Um, to win the game. I think Mahomes carried Allen a little bit was the chat. <laughs> uh, some good back and forth. Um, Allen was talking about how good Aaron Rodgers was as a golfer and then he was like, oh, I guess that's what happens when you skip OTAs every year. Um, <laughs> so it's some good banter, some good banter in there uh, for, for yep. the golf and, you know, 
keeping golf relevant with NFL stars uh, does help uh, a little bit. Um, but you know, that was their third annual. The match is what they called, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think I have seen a few. I think they've I done think at least two with uh, Brady and Rogers being opposite teams, and this was the first. This was the first. All it was like NFL. all players, yeah. yeah. Before it was like a pro am sort of situation with, um, yep. actual golfers, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Did you see Josh Allen's the ball that he was playing with? Oh, uh, he had the one with the combine. Yeah. Photo of Brady's Tom Brady on it. Photo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then did you see Tom Brady had Lombardi's on his and then showed yeah. you? It's like, Josh Allen, have you ever seen one of these before? That's it. He's like, I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, that was good back and forth between them. Um, I think they had like some sort of skills challenge beforehand as well. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think Allen and Mahomes were sort of partnered together doing their thing. And then, um, but with Rogers and Brady, they were sort of off on their own doing virtual stuff. Um, so there's a big, bit of back and forth between the teams um, yeah. with that as well. Yeah. Um, definitely. So some good banter. So yeah, uh, definitely a good thing to do in the off season to, to keep yeah. their interest peaking. They uh, should turn the Pro Bowl into something like this. <laughs> pro Bowl golf tournament. There you go. Yeah. Heard it here first on the, on the ESCII. I'll see what Peps, Peps will love that. I think. Um, <laughs> Let's talk retirements because it was a week of retirements. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick officially retired. Uh, Was the only – well, he and Aaron Rodgers were the only players – actually, no. So so Ryan Fitzpatrick retired, Frank Gore retired, both from the 2005 draft class. The only player left from that draft class still playing being Aaron Rodgers. So showing 17 years in the league. Frank Gore didn't play last year, I don't think, uh, has been boxing – Signed a one-year yep. deal with the the uh, San Fran f- uh, with the 49ers. One-day one deal, was it? Yeah, one-day deal. Yeah, I thought you said one-year. Uh, I thought I said day. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one-day deal with the, with the 49ers to retire with them. And yep. then uh, Pro Bowl Center Alex Mack during the week also retired. So uh, it's kind of that period where OTA is getting back, back into to training camps and players are kind of making that decision whether – you know, might have some offers. Do they want to sign uh, to go back through another camp? Do they really want to do that or do they want to hang up the boots? And we've had three big names retire here. Frank Gore. Well, let's start on Alex Mack. I think he played 13 seasons, nine-ish pro balls uh, in that time frame. Uh, so a great, great mm. offensive lineman, one of the – well, at one point was the best centre in the league. Uh, Frank yeah. Gore finished third all-time in rushing. Um, you know yep. the the longevity of Frank Gore. Uh, a lot of people, I think the unfortunate thing for him, his generation, he had guys like AP going through, <laughs> uh, which took all the headlines away. But he was Mister yep. Consistent, Mister um, you know continual uh, player, and were continually putting up good numbers, and finished third all time with rushing uh, rushing yards for him. Um, mm. Fitzpatrick on the other side, the 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 junior man, the long term mm. junior man. Um, yep. How many teams did he play for? Well, he played for nine. Mm. So the question is, can you uh, can you list all nine for me? No, uh, straight do, up. Do you want to have a go? Uh, he's de- he played for Washington. Yes. He played for Miami. Yes. Uh, did he play? He played for the Rams, didn't he? Yes. Um, who else did he play for? Any help, Mike? <laughs> I got the list. Here, I, can't, I can't help. <laughs> you play for the Jets? Yes. Uh, did he ever play for Kansas City? No. I'm, I'm stumped. I've got four. There's okay. an easy one on this side of the bench. 
Tampa. Yep. <laughs> Tampa. Oh, I've got five out of nine. That's a pass. <laughs> yeah. Please get degrees. Yeah. Rams. Help, help me out. In order, Rams, Bengals, Bills, Titans, okay. Texans, Jets, Buccaneers, Dolphins, Washington football team. Bengals and um, Sag, Texans. Yep. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, so got, I've got some memory of that. Let's see if I got this right. Two seasons at Rams, two at Bengals, three at Bills, one at Titans. How did I miss he was, he was, That was when Fitzmagic sort of started happening yeah. at Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, one at Titans, one at Texans, two at Jets, two at Tampa, two at Dolphins and one at Washington. Does that math add up to 17 seasons? Probably not, but uh, <laughs> longest tenure was two, Buffalo four. Bills three years and then outside of that, just two-year and one-year contracts. Yeah, you know, you no, know, it would add up. It adds up. Oh, well done. Seventeen <laughs> seasons in the league. You know which university he went to? Harvard. Mm. Smart, yeah. smart boy. Yes, yeah, he, he was real smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was was. <laughs> <laughs> Got he probably, <laughs> probably still is. <laughs> uh, you know, one of those guys that was good enough to always get first, you know, first string jobs, get mm. the starting jobs, mm-hmm. or at least compete in those roles. Mm. Um, Probably started his career off slower, getting cut with a bunch of teams and then found his feet later. Um, I think it coincided with growing the beard out. He got better as the beard got longer. The beard got longer. Uh, yep. So, yeah, but nine teams, nine teams that Ryan played for over his career. And uh, one who left left the, that kind of legacy is the, you probably say, the greatest junior man of all time. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you can, can – number of teams, number of years in the league – Good stats to back it up. It might be, yeah, it might be the greatest no, I journey. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. McCown, Josh McCown, Josh but, McCown. He, but he is more backup. Name. He didn't start a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's whereas, right. Whereas with Ryan, he kind of went everywhere. Is that, but, that, but that, he was the bridge quarterback that every team brought in to bridge him between drafting someone. But new. being the backup on however many teams Josh McCown played for, that is peak journeyman as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, true. Uh, there's also Josh Johnson. Mm. Uh, he was a journeyman with 12 teams. 12? Yep. Yep. I think he... He's playing on... A third of Denver, the mate? What was that? He's a, he's a back... Is he... No. Yeah, he was on Denver, I think. Uh, um, Monks so has got it there. Yeah, so he's a member of Tampa Bay Bucks. I think he... Quarterback, quarterback. Josh Johnson. Yeah. So Tampa Bay, San Francisco. Yes. He's he's currently the backup in Denver to, to yeah. Russell Wilson. Really? There you go. Yes. So yeah, right. add another team to the list. Tampa, San Fran, Cleveland, Cincinnati, New York, Indianapolis, Buffalo, Baltimore, New York Giants, Houston Texans, <gasps> Oakland Raiders, <laughs> and Washington Redskins. He did play for three different teams last season alone. So Unreal. Josh Johnson. Currently the backup yeah. in Denver. Yeah, but, yeah, probably still not that same level of, as Fitzpatrick as well. Well, it hasn't really. No. Well, no. considering he's thrown up only 2,270 um Career statistics, uh, passing yards, and in statistics of career passing yards. Yes. Sorry, I just read statistics here. And it out. That is fucking uh, funny. Yeah. Two thousand statistics. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably, he probably has two thousand statistics. Yeah. Just a, yeah, one meter gained here, two game, two meters gained there. But yeah, yeah, two thousand um, plus ish passing yards to I think the seventeen. No, actually, Fitzmaxie would have done a lot more than that. What's Ryan? Do you got Ryan in front of you? What's Ryan Fitch? He would have like over 30,000 yards, maybe? Uh, He'd have a lot. Top of the head? Yeah. 34,990 yards. There you go. Just needs to play one more game to get that. 
323 touchdowns in that time frame. Uh, so I saw this stat between because uh, Rogers went in his draft. Fitzpatrick was the last quarterback taken in the last round. Mm. Um, so combined, all the quarterbacks in between them didn't throw as many touchdown passes as uh, Ryan did in his career. So that seems yeah the chip on the shoulder. Fitz magic. Yeah. Yep. And that's NFL news. Bit of ramble. Yep, keep going. International yep. soccer uh, this week. Obviously, we spoke at length last week about all the clubs wrapping up, Champions yeah. League, Real, etc., etc. It's ending. So, Socceroos do or die Tuesday our time, Tuesday night. Uh, they face off against UAE in Qatar. In Qatar. Oh, yeah. uh, they did beat Jordan in a warm-up uh, friendly we blinked, we blinked and hollo- uh, a Hawthorne are in front. Yeah. <laughs> Very close there in Hawthorne, Collingwood. Um, Keep going, sorry. The winner of the Socceroos UAE game will get Peru the next week. So in essentially the next two weeks we find out who goes through uh, from from that, uh, that berth. And then in Europe, uh, much anticipated game, uh, Ukraine beating Scotland 3-1. They will play Wales tonight for a spot in the World Cup. There was Scottish legends yeah. saying, we hope, or well, not <laughs> that we hope, but we don't mind if Ukraine beats us. Yeah. It, yeah. it will mean so much to the country. Um, and and then Ukraine um, obviously facing off against Wales. Nottingham Forest, they will go through to they the won? EPL. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Beat Huddersfield 1-0 uh, Monday night, our time. Uh, so, Knott's Forest haven't been in the EPL for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about their success back in 76-77, winning the Champions League. So, good to see, um, you know, a team with two more Champions League wins than Manchester City coming back, <laughs> coming back into uh, the EPL. Uh, let's see how they go. Mm. Yes, a lot, a lot getting decided for World Cup coming up. Indeed, and we're yeah. very, of course very hopeful to news. to get across to South America. Um, but yeah, I don't like our chances yeah. once in South America. But no, it's, it's in Qatar. Well, the, yes, the, the but game, against but against Peru. Against Peru. Against Peru. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, who against, knows? Who knows, bro? Dreams happen. Dreams happen. Uh, UFC and boxing mm-hmm. final round. Yeah. Uh, ding ding. Actually, Monks made a great point while you were in the bathroom because mm. uh, we're talking about the the golf with the Brady <laughs> Manning thing, and I just wanted to bring it up so we cover it because I was thinking final round, thinking golf. Uh, his his suggestion was the Pro Bowl should be a golf tournament. Oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I thought, thought you would. You'd say that. That's yeah. great. That's much better than the the bullshit yeah. football that gets yeah. dished up in the Pro Bowl at the moment. That's it. Just just take the match concept they've got and then just create some groups and turn it into a golf tournament. Get some get some chat yeah. with the lads. Don't hate it. A few beverages maybe as well to help out. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon quarterback domination. <laughs> it would be. You'd, yeah, that's that's probably the thing you'd think have to think about. Uh, I'm assuming. But they, you wouldn't think that the O-line group going through, that would be hilarious. Would be it would be. Some scenes. You'd some have scene. to play. Yeah, maybe you'd be go drives. Like <laughs> player groups. You have yeah, O-line no short game. It's just all, it's all, it's all the muscle. O-line quarterback groups. You have like tight end re- receiver groups. Yeah. Golf tournament. There it's a great idea. Yeah. I, I, I would actually watch that. <laughs> <laughs> at the NFL, get at us. 
<laughs> we can give you some details and help you organise it. We can. We can. <laughs> All right. Back to where we were, boxing. Uh, we, we mentioned, of course, uh, the result, for mm. unfortunately, for our Australian lad, George, in this one, uh, mm. losing by unanimous decision. I think it was, what was it, 118, 112, two judges, and one other judge gave it 116, 114. In layman's mm. terms, uh, two judges uh, scored it 10 rounds to two. Uh, for Haney, and then one judge scored it eight rounds to four. Yes, uh, for Haney, unanimous. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair enough. Yep. Yeah. From what, from what we saw, yeah, yeah from what we saw, yeah. um, it, it's it, it, it. We can talk about the rematch because there's going to be a rem- you'd assume there'll be a rematch with the rematch clause. They'll have to do it again, mm-hmm. probably in America. Uh, but you could see, I guess, the game plan for. Um, for Haney with the size, stay on the outside, jab, mm. um, score, yep. um, land the one-two when you can, uh, do some damage that way and f- kind of force George to try to come in, wear mm. the punishment um, and uh, have to, to fight coming forward uh, in this one. And, it's, of course, it worked. He scored him good points, got him the judge's decision. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the rematch looks like between them, whether that changes up the game plan or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it was an interesting fight. You could definitely, s- even though with the home home field and the, the the noise in the crowd, you could see it was kind of going Hanny's um, way in this, and that was the result. So just going back to that rematch, it's in the clause, is it not? It's written into the contract. Yes. Does Cambosis get a shot to to try and uh, get these yeah. belts back? Correct. And how does that work? Uh, well, they just plan another one and then they, they, they organise it. And, and, it's, and it's for all the belts? Yes. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That is massive. Yep. So does that mean... But it also contracts uh, pieces of paper. So there, there is that chat as well. You can tear them up. Well. There is that chat as well. And you can well, shit on them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah, use them as toilet paper. Um, uh, actually, no, she probably didn't use any toilet paper. She used sheets. Um, <laughs> she, might, she might have wiped her ass along the sheets like a dog. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Get a bit sidetracked. Uh, funny, though. Funny, though. Um, so does that rematch have to happen, like, I guess, lack of a better word, immediately? Like the next fight that Haney has? Not always. Okay. We've definitely seen rematches. Uh, with think Anthony Joshua uh, with his multiple mm. rematches. Yeah. They, well, they want another fight camp. Um, they usually have, you know, that's eight weeks, 12 weeks. So you could have a three months. So and you probably want a break. So at earliest, I'd say there wouldn't be a rematch until four months from now. Um, so if they pick Vegas, maybe to, getting towards the cooler months in the year, mm. that's potentially like a November time frame, let's, let's say. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, Haney won't ha- fight anyone else in between now and then. You wouldn't think so. Or Cambosi. Could, because it's a or rematch like clause, not a mandatory. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, so they, they could, could go off and have their separate fights and they could have this rematch next year sort of thing. Yeah, but I think if it's like that, what we're saying, that clause for a rematch for the belts, um, yeah. they'd probably push to have that done earlier in the yeah. case that, you know, Haney fights the mandatory, loses one of his belts to that guy and then they can't keep f- – Doing the the conversation for um, undistributed yep. champion, which is what we should probably talk about. The, the mm. eighth undisputed champion since 04, um, lightweight champion. In the champion, four belt era. In the four belt era, yep. Uh, youngest also to 23. be 23. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's um, 
Oh, props to him. Like, even yeah. came, he came into yeah. hostile environment, hostile environment, travelled for it, got the win. So, mm-hmm. yeah, got to give him a big props for doing that. He has a 28 and 0. He had 15 KOs. Watching this, you thought, oh, it's going to go the distance. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it did. And then mm. after about six, seven, eight rounds, you thought, Ken Bozos has to get a knockout here because yeah. He's, yeah, he's, seemed behind he's been worked. Yeah, I think yeah, the cut above his eye sort of yeah. led to all the welting. Like he, you could see his face looked red and banged up. Yeah, of course, having to eat all those jabs, trying to get into to make any to yeah. make any progress. Like That's yeah, it. you could see. Whereas on the flip side, you know, Hanny just looked clean. Like he just yeah. he just had a workout. Exactly. And was just sweated it out a bit. Yeah. yeah, not not that cuts and stuff are any indication of how the fight's going. But he looked yeah. like he was taking a lot more damage. Yeah. Um, obviously trying to get within the range of Haney. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, um, that's probably enough boxing news. A few other big <laughs> fights kind of rumored <laughs> coming up, mm. but we'll see if they get announced and then we'll take it from from there. Mm. Which means UFC, I think. Yeah. What, what's confirmed is that mm. UFC two seven five is coming up next week. We'll yep. go quickly through what happened today in uh, Rosenstrock and Volkov. Volkov. Yep. Uh, mm. Interesting stoppage. Yeah, well, Volkov was early, early laying the, laying the hurt down, mm. um, and uh, Jared, of course, Rosenstrike was covered up, uh, wasn't really returning anything, was a little bit wobbled when he went down on the edge of the cage, um, but Herb jumps in to stop it, and then Jared sneaks out the back and stands up and was like, "I'm good." When did his um, name become Jared? Is that a thing? Uh, not Jared. Jazinho. Jazinho. Aussie name. Aussie name, Jared. Yeah. Okay, Jazz. Yeah. That's it. Good old Rosenstruck. It's the only way Sean was going to ever pronounce his name. (laughs) Sorry. Jared. I I had it in my head that it was J-A-R-E-D. It's it's close. It's it's Jazinho. Okay. Yep. Uh, I haven't looked at it recently. I would have struggled pronouncing his name. Sorry, Rosenstruck. I can't say anything. So Rosenstruck was trying to, to escape out the back and... Well, he did, uh, but oh. Herb had already called it off by then. Do you think that's because Herb Volkov. was calling it off and like holding Volkov back a little bit? Potentially. Like Volkov was on top of him. Yeah, so potentially if Herb doesn't get in there, then Volkov just is hitting him three or four more times. Um, so you can see mm. the damage coming. <sighs> potentially Herb maybe should have let him one, more, one or two more through and then jumped in, make sure it's certain so we don't have this question of was it too early, yeah. but then also mm. uh, strike was – Wobbled a little bit, and that's how it kind of he was ended up back on the cage in the first place. He's got fighter yeah. safety in mind, so hard job yeah. to do. It's the hardest, the hardest job yeah. in the world. You get, you get so hard. You're so damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Problem for Herb is he 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 refs thousands of fights, uh, though the, the 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 main events are the ones that people all see and watch. Mm. And yes, you know some of those calls end up being fifty fifty. His track record overall, you know the other. Eight fights he probably did on the undercard, but he was all good. And it was just this one, you know, with more eyeballs, people noticed. And mm. was like, yeah, yeah, maybe I would have wanted to see more violence, more blood. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he jumped in there. Volkov gets the win, keeps his name in that, I think he's top five, five-ish conversation now. Yeah, so I think it was seven versus eight. Yeah. Volkov was seven, Rosenstrock's eight. Yeah. Uh, Monks, if you wouldn't mind getting... Push his the, name into that conversation. The UFC heavyweights up, yeah. I, I think Nanganu in Johnny Bones-Jones has the, been the chat for a while is the next one. 
I think Francis had some MCL um, problems coming into mm-hmm. his heavyweight fight. Uh, but yeah, with Stipe kind of being a bit quiet and how, uh, how they're... That division is currently, is, there's not too much happening. So it's good for Volkov to keep his name in there and keep pushing his way into potential conversation for a top five competitor for someone that's maybe waiting for something to happen. Let's mm. get stuck into the UFC 275, which will uh, unfold Sunday. Yep. Our time, Saturday night, obviously over there in the States. Two title fights. So we get to see the men's light heavyweight uh, mm. champ. Lover Tixera, how mm-hmm. old is he? Forty-two, I think. Taking early forties from memory. Taking on Yuri Prohaska, uh, getting his first uh, shot at at a title, mm-hmm. uh, and then women's flyweight Valentina Shevchenko probably starts as a Red short, short, short favourite against Talia Santos. We've got Zhang Wei Li uh, and Joanna Jose. She hasn't fought for quite some time. Well, since they last fought. We looked that up last week. Two, so yeah, two years. Two years ago. Two years ago. Disappointing that's only a three-round fight. Yeah. Because, of course, they did would, a five-round five zone. Would love to see five yeah. rounds. Uh, yeah. The rest of the main card is Rogre- wow. Rog- <laughs> Rogero Bonteron uh, versus Manuel Cabe and uh, Jack Madalena versus Ramazan Evet. I think Jack Emeth. might be an Australian. I think he is, yeah. yeah. I think he is it's too. It's good to, good to get him on the, the main card. Actually, Jack Matthews is a definitely Australian. He's on the undercard there. So a few Aussies on this one. What's our thoughts here, boys? Can can Glover, being as old as he is, take on Yuri Bahaka? I did because I've seen recently um, Gustafson uh, coming out of mm. retirement. Is has he? been training. Mm. Uh or famously uh, has uh, like a 10-punch combination to beat Glover. Mm. Uh, of course, was doing the rounds uh, recently during the weeks um, with this fight coming up. Pushed uh, John Jones So twice. I think Gustafson yeah. has a fight booked for, I think it's like three or four fight nights from this one. Mm. So get his name straight back in that conversation considering all the guys that he – He's beaten all these guys currently now yeah. in this conversation. And all the yeah. guys he couldn't beat are all gone. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see with Alex getting in here. I think Yuri probably takes this. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going. I'm going to back the young blood. Very unorthodox. Very interesting style of fighting um, against uh, with against Glover in this. And yeah, then I'm th- I'm pushing that Gustafson potential comeback. Big Swede comeback here and. P- Finally, maybe getting his chance at winning a belt. That's my chat here. He wouldn't be that old, Alexander Gustafson. No, he retired very young because he basically was gatekeeper. He got roadblocked because he yep. he couldn't. You know, DC DC was moved up to heavyweight. John Jones was kind of in and out. Couldn't he got his two chances at Jones? Probably won one of those fights. Lost um, by decision. Um, yeah, and I guess he's not happy with the conversation of the Rumble and how it all played out in that mm. division when he was there. Mm. Disappointed, left, hungry again, coming back. And, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he's got a fight scheduled, I think, for in a month or so's time. Yeah, so he's 35 years old. Um, his last fight in the UFC um, was back in July 2020 against Fabricio Vadum, uh, where he lost by submission to Armbar. Mm-hmm. Um, was that at heavyweight? Because I think he came, yeah, he went, Vidum, he went, Vidum, yeah, yeah, I think he went up a division, didn't work out. And he's, um, heavyweight debut, mm-hmm. yeah. For him. Um, so he's come back. I think he's at back at light heavyweight. 
not sure what he's going to be at this fight, but yeah, next fight, UFC Fight Night 208 um, over in London um, against Nikita Krylov. And that's in July. Coming up, coming up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my hot take. And what about uh, mm. Shevchenko and Talia Santos? Surely Shevchenko gets this done. I don't know. We've been Call 911 and get the homicide squad out there. <laughs> We've been surprised recently. You know, no one, no one expected Juliana Pena to to knock off also Amanda true. Nunes. Mm. Nah. That's not happening. Uh, yeah, I guess. So Santos is ranked fourth at the moment. Mm. Well, Valentino, like we've just been mm. talking about, beating everyone else in that division yeah. already. Um, it's probably a bit disappointing that Nunes has lost her belt because they were on a track for, I think, a fourth fight as you know the two best women within martial arts. But um, Nunes has got other jobs to do now to get back into that conversation. So. How favoured is she going into this? I'd be interested to see. I think it's going to be very short. A dollar fourteen you can get for Valentina Shevchenko. Talia Santos five dollars eighty. Yeah, anything over a dollar ten, I think, is probably good value. <laughs> <laughs> Should. 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 Chang yeah. uh, Lee and uh, Joanna Jedrizay. Hard one to pick because I got to go back into the memory banks and pull this fight out because I think. Um, Zhang started well, winning mm-hmm. the early rounds in this, and then um, uh, Joanna came back into this fight late, um, getting the championships rounds, which I think led to a split decision loss um, in this one. Because I think Whaley kind of faded towards the end of this fight, and then uh, I think Joanna was this the fight that she had the um, she looked like the um, scariest the. You had all the the, the hematomas and like a head had like swollen up heaps. Oh, I think so. I think, so. Yeah, yeah. I think got, that was when this she got fight. Fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Zhang Whaley hits hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's proof by that. But I think she came back into those late rounds. So with this being a shorter fight, I think favors uh, Whaley in this one. Mm. Can um, confirm that uh, Jack Madalena is Aussie. Yep. Yeah, he's Aussie. Um, so I back him. Of course. Have to course, yeah. At welterweight to start off the card. Yep. So 25 years old. His record at the moment is 11 and 2. Um, nine by KO. Very good. Very good. So yeah. Hopefully, be a pretty good, pretty good fight, that one. Can't wait to watch it all unfold next Sunday, our time. F1, boys. Yes. What happened? Sergio Perez gets a win. Well, we we were leading into Monaco being the, that night of last podcast. Uh, so that, yeah. that Grand Prix did go down. Uh, was wet. Um, they delayed the start of the race a fair bit and then it took a while to get into the race. Ended yep. up being a lot of pit strategy. Red Bulls probably outdid the Ferraris in a sense to... Well, Ferrari just straight up fucked up their pit strategy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they went to Inters like a lap before they, everyone went to, to full slicks. So they had to... Yep. They had to well, then repit and then lose track position essentially to keep going. So. Yeah, n- not even that. So they had um, Leclerc out in front. They no, he was behind um, Science. Yes. Okay. They cool. double stacked the pit. Ah, uh, yes. So they put Science in, and then Leclerc went straight in after him on the same lap. So that meant that Leclerc didn't have the opportunity to have that free lap. Mm-hmm. 
other than mm-hmm. without science in front of him mm-hmm. to try and gain that position, try to yeah. leapfrog so science and hopefully get back so into yeah, the lead. Yeah, true. But before they double stacked, Leclerc did come in to change from four wets to inches, yeah. whereas science uh, was very adamant, just like, stay on this tyre, we'll switch the slicks when it dries up. Yeah. So, which ended up playing out dividends for him. Um, but through yeah. that through that period, Perez, they got the pitch steps right for him. He actually got mm. a, you know, leaped his... Um, uh, can, uh, teammate in this one in for Staffan. So, uh, and then that's, that's basically how the, the ended, um, which it was the same result as the crash in qualifying, which was, everyone thought was funny. Perez yeah. was one, Science <laughs> was two, um, Max was third, and then of course Leclerc in fourth. They were well out in front of everyone. Yeah. Uh, George finished fifth to keep his fifth straight streak going. Who is yep. sixth? Because uh, I think Alonso was seventh, wasn't he? Yeah. And bloody Alonso uh, decided to save his tyres for the race and was three or four seconds a lap slower than the leaders. Uh, but c- considering Monaco is a thin circuit, we mm-hmm. talked about this. Hard e- to overtake. Yeah, everyone behind Alonso all the way back to the last car was within half a second of each other. Really? Because they were just backed <laughs> up. He created what we will call the Alonso train. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so Hamilton, of course, was probably the – the biggest loser of this because he was the first car behind Alonso and mm. really couldn't get an opportunity to attack. And most drivers couldn't get an opportunity to attack because if they yep. did, there was still water off the racing line, mm. you know, slippery. Yep. Um, so it was I think CSI had a massive... He got a regather on the, on the oh, straight, straight and yeah. um, uh, the Chinese driver... Um, Guangzhou. Guangzhou. Also going down out of, out of the tunnel... Lost it big and managed to recover it. So, uh, his quote was, um, I tried. I'm going to need a new <laughs> set of pants. <laughs> As in he shit himself. Yeah, because essentially, you know, doing max speed in the F1 car at this circuit. Oh, yeah. And coming to the wet and the car's yep. going left and right, left and right, and he's trying to keep it from end up in it in the wall. Mm. And he was like, yeah, I tried the overtake. I shat myself uh, in this process. But... That's it. They were the main storylines. Perez re-signed afterwards. Yeah. Oh, no, another one. Um, Mick Schumacher had a massive crash. Yes. Um, split the car in half. Yes, split the car in half. Um, um, as designed. Yeah, supposedly. it's as designed now. So after the Grosjean, um, Grosjean crash a couple of years ago, massive fireball, the F1 cars are now designed to split in half if they're, I guess, hitting that right spot, That's that wild. sweet spot. Yeah, so that. They, they were saying the driveline, so engine to gearbox, um, uh, was all too strong which could potentially do other damage elsewhere on a, on the failure. So in the crash of a big crash like this, you know, get the car to separate, that disappears, and then you've yep. left with the driver compict, compi- mm. cockpit all by itself. So mm. very interesting, did a job, caused yeah. cause a red flag and all it of this, uh, more tyre strategy, et cetera. Um, yeah. And I think, didn't the, didn't the Ferrari stay on hard in this and then the Red Bulls got a free pit stop? Possibly, if I yeah. remember. Anyway, it, it didn't race. matter too much. Yeah. Uh, um, so, did we run through the order? Uh, I got, up, got up to five. Who was six? All right. Yeah. So, six was Norris. Norris and was seven. Fernando uh, was seven. Seven. And, and then, then Hamilton, Bottas, Vettel. Yeah. So, let's finish on Perez. Uh, becomes the most, the, the most wins by a Mexican driver in F1 history with three. Um, mm. They were equal on two. Uh then he signed his extension during the week. Um, some chat about a quote that he made to Horner going up to the podium that oh, I shouldn't have signed yet. <laughs> and everyone's just like, hmm, did, did they have it already in the works because they announced it post-race? Yeah. Uh, so he's going to stay there until 2024. Kind of showed himself to be um, the perfect teammate for, for Max. 
yep. uh, in this team, does exactly what they want, scores bulk points, helps them mm. stay in that context for constructor, but also helps prioritise Max when need to to keep pushing the world title fight. So they, they obviously love him there, even though he's a bit of an older driver with you know the young guys they got at AlphaTauri, they can then focus. You know that that's their team sort of side of it. So yeah. good job for him. He'll be there for another. Was that end up being two seasons, something like that? Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like if he keeps on having this kind of form, I'm like you're gonna have two very very competitive race cars in Verstappen and um, Perez. So, well, did you see whether he starts? Continues to follow team orders or whether... Um, well, did you see Daddy Daddy Verstappen's ch- comments during the week? No, what did he, he say? He was saying they shouldn't have prioritised Perez's race strategy over Max's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think they could have done anything different without losing positions to I the mean, Ferraris. So. Was that a yeah. classic case of the old man just trying to stick up for the for the young fella? And yeah. Max has a world yeah. title to win, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Either way, he still got bulk points. His main competitor currently, Leclerc, did finish behind him, so he didn't lose out in that regards. Yep. So. Yeah, so um, Verstappen's still leading the championship on 125 points. Leclerc's behind him at two, uh, 116. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Perez um, mm. climbing the, the board at uh, 110. Yeah, and I'm assuming Science is in fourth? Uh, Russell. Russell. Russell, Russell yeah. with consistency. Yeah. Consistency, yeah. Um, 84 points, and, yeah, Science just behind him on 83. Mm. I can see the Mercedes coming back in the second half of this year. They've definitely looked mm. better. Um, just need to qualify well and they can compete with these two other teams. Uh, someone that isn't doing so great is our lad, Ricardo. Mm. Still struggling with the car. There's been a lot of chat about him from a lot of different personalities, even from um, Zach Brown, the team principal himself. Mm. You know, Constantly being outperformed by Lando. Finished 14th in this race or 12th? Uh, Out of the points is probably up. the main thing, which is not helping his chances. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that noise on Ricardo is only growing louder, mm. which mm-hmm. is a concern. He needs some results soon, get some points. Um, yeah, he was 13th. Compete with, yeah, 13th figure, right yeah. in the middle of the two I said. Got to compete with Lando going forward. That's it. And that's F1. Um, week off this week and then the Azerbaijan GP. Baku. Baku, yes. Yep. I think before then they go to Canada and then, then they go back across the – fly over the big pond and then mm. go back into <laughs> England. Great, great Britain, yep. yeah. Yeah. Bit of travel for them. Yeah, the bitch about travel bit. and then then they don't do, you know, geographically located races together. They just hop, hop back and forth. Anyway, I think that's what the plan is for next season. They'll try to do – Let's call it a tour. Do tours mm. of mm. certain yeah. continents mm. instead of bouncing back and forth between the continents. That's it, yeah. Well, again, I guess that's the underlying story for everyone this year is what's going to happen. We've they have to give up one or two races of the regular circuits um, for next mm. season. So they were well. Um, all the big teams are bitching about the cost cap as well during the week, and all the little teams, like yeah. as in, can yeah, we increase Bulls, it? Yeah, uh, yeah and Bulls all the teams are like, apparently. no. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they, they agreed to the cap and they have um, uh, inflation probably hasn't helped them. So, no. yeah, but it, of course, it doesn't help oil, the oil prices at the moment. It's pretty expensive. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I've seen some chat in the US is like you won't be able to pay for fuel to then drive to work to then make money to, to actually feed yourself. So, yeah, back to the US chat. All right, that's have one. <laughs> Let's wrap it up with a bit of tennis yep. and golf. Uh, 
just quickly in the tennis, the French Open mm-hmm. has uh, has been underway, and Iga Swiatek uh, she wins her second title at Roland Garros. Uh, she was the number one seed, absolutely dominated the competition for the whole tournament. Thirty-five matches won in a row. That is the wow. best winning streak. Uh, in in chicks tennis for about twenty years, mm-hmm. I thought it might have been a record. Uh, and then had a look at the stats. Uh, Martina Navratilova uh, won seventy four in a row back in nineteen eighty four. So Iga's got a bit to go there. Uh, it was a bit of an unpredictable tournament. Uh, there was five seeds that went out in the in the first round, nine in the second. Uh, so Shviantic, uh the only one of the top ten to, to make the quarters. Did you see some of the chat from former uh, legends uh, from the women's game about their thoughts on where the women's game currently is? Regarding? Regarding that it's not watchable? I don't know. I, th- I just think... Yeah, that's uninteresting. Well, I compared to the men's game, of course. Nah, I think... I, I, my, I, question, I, my question I think Shviantic was just wiping the floor with everyone in this tournament. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's the point. There's no Ash Barty, and yeah. I don't know Williams sisters in this no, tournament. No, so um, no, none of the the big names from recent years. Yeah, um, that yeah, it has it's lost the the luster that say the men's game has. Considering Rafa's going to his thousandth final in mm. the French Open as yes. a comparison. Um, so yeah, I, nah, I, I think that's a, a little bit of old old ladies being a bit. Bit bitter to me, <laughs> to me, True. and and not giving uh, Shviantek credit where, where credit's due. She she's on an mm. unbelievable run. Uh, obviously, well, very very good on clay. The, the, you could just say the game's in that transition state from previous superstars to the new superstars. They're just yeah. having a set itself. Maybe this is the one. Yeah, she, she's yeah. the number one she, in the world at the moment. She'll be unreal for a long time. I think. Yeah, yeah. And if she keeps that going for the foreseeable future, then yes, maybe she gets into that conversation. Well, mm. she's the next Serena Williams, and everyone's watching it and enjoying it. But I guess they're just in that transition period at the moment where yeah. uh, they've got to build up the next next lot of big stars within the sport. Mm. Interesting in uh, mentioning Rafa and the men's tournament. Rafa will play Casper Ruud, the Norwegian, mm-hmm. uh, coming coming into his first Grand Slam final. He's never been past the fourth round. So forget about <laughs> quarters, forget about semifinals. Casper uh, Ruud going to... The finals of Roland Garros. Uh, we spoke you know, about Rafa and trying to get uh, a, a more of more of a lead, lead over in, Novak. Yep. Yeah, exactly. In uh, the Grand Slam, you know, the career Grand Slams. Uh, so currently, Rafa on twenty one, Novak Djokovic on twenty. If yep. Rafa is to win tonight, he will go two ahead mm-hmm. uh, and and put the pressure back on Novak to to catch him. Uh, has thirteen. French Open uh, championships. Yeah, I heard the betting agencies are paying Rafa out round one. So. <laughs> I'm really? Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, as a, as a fifth seed, it's impressive. It's a, I'm just I'm enjoying uh, it because it's Nadal. Like it's <laughs> French Open Nadal, thirteen wins. Synonymous. He, synonymous. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, considering over half of his tournament wins, are, mm-hmm. of course, at the French Open, it's mm-hmm. definitely a place that he loves to play. Mm. And yeah, it's. Mm. Well, it's the only clay one of, isn't it? Of the big, the big. It is, uh, yeah, of the Grand Slams, it's the only yeah. one on clay. Yeah. So interesting yeah. to see what happens. Will Rafa be able to increase his lead uh, in the Grand Slams? Fingers uh, crossed, hopefully. Or, or will Casper rude? You know, be rude yeah. not to, etc., uh, <laughs> etc. Cetera, et cetera. 
be able to knock off Rafa on clay. Uh, Tom will tell. About 12, tough, 12 yeah, hours to game. go. Uh, shout out in the golf to Minji Lee. Uh, she Great. is she's an Australian. She is playing for the US uh, Open in the ladies. I think she's three three shots ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Billy Horschel um, has a, a commanding lead there in the Memorial. I think it's the highest paid tournament uh, outside of the majors uh, in in the golf. Uh, Billy Horschel five shots. Uh, ahead of Australia's own Cameron Smith, uh, you got to mm. see him holding out. Uh, don't know which hole, but <laughs> out of the rough, out of the rough, and you reckon as you watch it, he's left it that short, and it just hops on, hops on the green, and just does a little dance straight, <laughs> straight down, holds it out, elite short game out of Cam Smith. Uh, be interesting to see what happens uh, in both the Memorial and in the ladies uh, overnight. Mm. No, definitely. That'll I think finishes up. Do you want to do a quick footy score check? Do you want to know? Can you guess? Guess who won that game between Hawthorne and Collingwood? Hawthorne. Collingwood won by four points. Oh, <laughs> sixty-eight wow. to seventy-two. Wow! So when so we, we had Collingwood, we, Collingwood early lead, <laughs> Hawthorne fought back, uh, yep. and then and then Collingwood getting another win by not much. So they're on sixty-eight points when we switched off them. So they didn't score a point yeah. uh, from there on. Yeah, right. Wow. So, yeah, they've, Poor that's, that's 20. I think they scored 20 points unanswered. So that means Pies uh, finish round 12 in eighth. They uh, mm-hmm. jump over a bunch of teams there. Mm-hmm. How are we going in the rugby league? Half time? Yeah, Raiders ahead uh, 12-6. And yep. looks like a sloppish game. I've seen a lot of Roosters attacking Raiders mm-hmm. line and they've seemed to hurl, held out. And they've uh, got a few... Uh, that one that I saw of Savage scoring there looked like an easy hit back there with a good pickup on his toes to get over and get a try. Savage scored, did he? Yes, he did. I've got him a skipper in my fantasy team this week. Uh, considering, you call. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, why not just have the Origin game? You know, when there's four four games, why not just have a buy in the yeah. in the fantasy? No, you have to play. Still have to play. So Xavier Savage is well, my is my skipper. Do they include Origin in the fantasy? No, they don't. That, Maybe that they would, should. That'd be smart. That'd be clever. <laughs> At an NRL fantasy. Yeah, another uh, genius solution uh, there from on the Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Getting us a long way in life as it is. <laughs> Boys, thanks for the yarn. Thanks for the bear. dribble. Thanks all for good, the uh, unsolicited advice on all kinds of sports. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, shout out, shout out to Josh Cameron if you if you're this far in. Uh, mm-hmm. had, had a beer with him on Friday night. Listens to the Esky every nice. week. Yeah, he might be the only one. Uh, <laughs> long suffering fan. Yeah, long suffering. <laughs> Hope you're having a good week. I'm just starting to listen to this dribble. So <laughs> that's right. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have a few extra games in the NBA finals. Uh, We'll know uh, the winner of this England-New Zealand test. Mm -hmm. We'll have the weeks that were in the footy and obviously a massive, 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 massive game in the State of Origin. Game one there in Sydney, uh, plus all other rumours and Tribble and... Uh, fight as well. Yeah, yeah, UFC two seven five. That will happen. Well, Ooh, it'll be close to. It depends on when we do potty. It'll well, be, we might, might do Monday. Potty holiday. Oh yeah, we could do Monday holiday. holiday. So could, it could be post. Yes, could yeah. do. Could so hopefully we'll wrap up UFC two seven five. There'll be lots of chat. There'll be lots of triple. 
we'll see you then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sounds good. There you go. Goodbye. Bye.